Right, Bounty's with us now, and I think we should be back on air. We should be. That was all a kerfuffle, weren't it? was a little bit. We have already broadcast two minutes, which has now been deleted. So if you weren't listening on Spreaker at dead on nine o'clock, you've missed two minutes of us going, how do we add Bounty to a Skype call then? And then accidentally hanging up on the internet and having to start again. So uh, should we start the show? We should. Hello and welcome to episode 40 of the Mature Gamer Podcast. I'm Kev and with me this week we've got Steve and Bouncy. Hello everyone, you alright? Hello. For a second there I thought he wasn't there again. <laughs> He's gone. <yeah. laughs> um, we Sorry. are a few minutes late. Um, for those of you listening live, um, that's because Bouncy threw tab clear all over his carpet or something. I wasn't really listening to the conversation him and Steve had about it, but I know it was something along those lines. Something like that. Um, hello, hello to everybody there in the chat. Um, Obviously, feel free to get involved in that. Or you can tweet us at MGUK Podcast throughout the show. Um, and here we are, back online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, back, uh, back doing it old school style this week. So we're going to be all about the games, and I'm not going to waffle for an hour at the start of the show. But on that note, <laughs> <laughs> the website's fixed. It is um, for now, anyway. Till November, is it? Hopefully, but um, we're going to try and move it all over next week because we're off. Okay. Is that right? I think. I haven't really been paying attention. I did try and sort the app out earlier as well, but I got bored of that halfway through and stopped. Every time I send you a message, you're like, next week, everything's next week. Even when I say, what's what's the date today? You're like, next week. Exactly. Um, That might be the last you hear of Sheepdog on the show this week, because he is on baby alert as we speak. He's got his phone sat there on the desk in front of him, um, basically waiting for a phone call to say that Shiny Metal Twat is on the way. Um, I have asked her, if she is in labour, can I put her on speakerphone so you can all hear what a woman in labour sounds like, but... I didn't really get an answer. She just looked at me, stared through me, and then I left the room because I'd got my Coke out of the fridge and I was going back to what I was doing. So I don't know what her answer was. I missed it. So, yeah, you'll hear her on speakerphone probably. Um, Should we get on with the show? Yeah, go on. So, Bouncy, what have you been playing this week then? Well, uh, I've had an absolute jam-packed bumper week of gaming, uh, so much so that the list I have in front of me, and the list you probably have in front of you, fellas, uh, is actually a third of how many games I've actually played. Um, I've played, I think, 37 different games this week. 37 games in a week. Well, Um, people said that we didn't talk enough about games, and I thought, well, if it's games they want, it's games I'm going to forcibly inject into my lifestyle <laughs> until they're coming out of my ears in big megabit-sized cases. You could uh, so, mention more than the, oh, is it seven you put on there? Because um, well, this is something I never get. You, I'd mention them all if I'd played 37. I'd bore people to tears like I normally do. You wouldn't be allowed to mention them all. <laughs> I'd just stop you. Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's, it's quality over quantity, isn't it? It's quality over quantity. Yeah, we'll start off with the best quality, uh, Costume Quest. Double finds, uh, trick and treat them up, or trick or treat them up. Um, which I got free as part of PlayStation Plus, I think, last year, 
and never played it. I, I kept meaning to play it, and I, I, at that time, didn't really like the PlayStation for games. And I've kind of slowly got used to playing on the controller again. So I went back to it and absolutely loved it. Played it right through in two days. Uh, adored it. It's not that expensive to buy, and uh, I think it's some DLC I may go out and buy just to support the company a little bit further. But essentially, you're just a kid who hates their twin brother and uh, your brother or sister, depending on which character you choose at the beginning, um, gets kidnapped by some ugly troll thing, and you have to go knocking on doors, getting candy, fighting demons in sort of turn-based strategy, fighting simulation things, collecting trading cards, and just having a good laugh being a trick-or-treater, um, which is awesome. And you, you dress up in little costumes, so you might dress up as a cardboard knight, and then when you get to a fight, you turn to a full-blown like knight of the apocalypse with a flaming sword of justice and giant <laughs> pumpkin heads and things it's, it's a great game it's it's it was made as part of double fines off period when they made brutal legend it was quite a, a straining time for them because they were under a lot of pressure from ea to produce a game to a certain style and so tim schaefer and the other heads at double fine said to the staff as look just go and make the game you want to make just make whatever you like so from that you got costume quests you got stacking you got happy action uh, theater so all that stuff came out of just being able to be a bit creative and so this game probably never would have been made normally and uh, instead it did and it's great so moving on to greatness uh, the next game i've been playing a lot of is skylanders giants which I've prob- i think i've already spent a hundred pounds on since friday it's um, whoa yeah it's uh, it's it's a very expensive <laughs> copy to be getting into uh i've talked a little bit about last week essentially you just take control of toys that have been banished to our world put them on the portal they appear in the main game only now you've got giant ones and they light up and their eyes glow when you put them on the portal and i didn't know that at first i just thought it was a certain specific light figure did it i didn't realize the giants did so it came on and its eyes lit up and i was like yeah light up eyes man it's not his name his name was uh tree rex simon but, yeah no it's tree rex and we bought swarm as well so we've got two giants and uh, yeah, it's just awesome. It's it's the perfect family game if you can afford it. It's uh, or if you've got kids that are very very satisfied to not have anything else in life other than the starter pack, then you're fine. You're sorted. But if you've got kids or you're just me and you, you have to have everything in a collection, then it's going to cost you. But I, I think I said last week, which would you rather have a figure on your shelf that's just a figure on your shelf, or a figure on your shelf that you actually bring into your game and play with? First one. And, uh, but yeah, I'll every see time the first one, I, I I just wouldn't want this. But imagine, imagine if you had, say, your Borderlands bobblehead, yeah, yeah. Imagine you could put that on something, and then in game it just interacted with it. It would still be cool, yeah. <laughs> but just this game might not sell it. But just the concept. I mean, the Wii U they showed on the uh, Rayman Legends trailer, uh, the guy putting an Ezio figure on there to suggest something between ubisoft games as a rule might use nfc i I think it's a good i think it's a good concept it's going to go forward further and skylander giants hits the nail on the head in terms of a family game being very linear but to the point of encouraging replays and so yeah it's great it's it's going to cost me i'll be talking about it a bit more in a couple of weeks coming up to christmas i'm sure when i finally got the first launch set bought and I kind of look at them all. I might take some photos of them as well and carry them in my wallet and just go, look, look at all my little fellas. They're really nice. But yeah, it's a good game. Um, if you've got the first one, get the booster pack, not the starter pack, because you can save a lot of money. So 
with that in mind, I thought, well, I've spent a lot of money. I need to really be going back to some games I haven't been playing. And so I set up my Mega Drive for the first time in a long while. Uh, blew all the dust off of it. Used some Malibu to clean up the ports on it first. Good boy. And uh, whacked in Zero Tolerance was the first game I put in. Because I was talking about it with a friend the other day. Now, if you don't know what Zero Tolerance is, it's imagine Doom mixed with Wolfenstein, mixed with Half-Life, put on the Mega Drive, and your character is playing inside a post box. And that's pretty I much was what with it is. You. Until you said that last <laughs> bit, I was trying to thinking, right, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping up with him just here. This, yeah. I, can, I can picture this, and then it all got away from me. All I can think is Danger Mouse. It, well, sorry, I apologise. But um, it's no, a Danger Mouse I assume. It's not a Danger Mouse He's not even in a post box. What it is, is when you're playing, because it was the Mega Drive and it had limited power, they just put about a third of the screen was your actual view. The rest of it was a map, your character, what weapon you're controlling, stuff like that. But the actual play screen was just a third of it. So it does look a bit like you're playing in a post box. Or perhaps we have Riot Shield or something. You, you know? do know you can make that screen to fit your screen. Yeah, but why would you? That's not... That's not... <laughs> <laughs> Anna's here now, by the way, as well. Hello. Who doesn't want to play games inside a post box? I mean, think about it. Like, that would be, like say you're in a zombie game, that would be the best outfit. Just look you through just... your letterbox at your TV. When I'm looking for this effect, I just paint bars on my glasses. Yeah. So I can you just see through tiny uh, Mess up your this TV. Coming... Yeah, this is coming from the time, though, when I was buying widescreen VHS tapes because I was told if you don't watch film in widescreen, you're not seeing all the film. But of course, it was on a standard 4x3 portable TV that's probably about 12 <laughs> inches. So I was actually, when I watched the Star Wars widescreens, I was seeing two inches of Star Wars. And I had to sit really close to try and work out all those extra <laughs> details I hadn't seen. So, yeah, it's, it's a good little game. Uh, I, I completed it once when I was younger. Played it again now. I am awful at it now. I don't know whether it's just trying to go back into a, a horribly broken control system or what. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, some really cool weapons. And, and it's a bit of a forgotten gem, really. It's, it, it's important as a first-person shooter because it was one of the very first on the Mega Drive. But, I don't know, it's, uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's one that led me, anyway, to my next game, which was Eternal Champions, which is probably my favorite fighting game of all time it came after mortal Kombat, and it had various different fantasy creatures or people from history fighting against each other to the death and it had fatalities um so you could fight like a caveman against a future nazis like cyborg robot man with a visor on it was awesome you had warlocks and wizards fighting like mass murderers and uh yeah, it's, it's just wicked fun. Have a look on YouTube, and if you can get a copy, buy a copy. Uh, there was a rumor at one point that it was going to be coming out on uh, XBLA, but I don't think it will now. I think it would have done if it had. But a game it did was a sequel to this game, which was the last Mega Drive game I played this week, which was Rocket Knight Adventures, starring Sparkster, which uh, he was a possum in a flying suit of armor fighting pigs in a village. Now I'm interested. It was awesome. Uh, they did a sequel on the XBLA. Um, it wasn't as good. Rocket Knight Adventures came right at the end of the Mega Drive's kind of lifespan. So it was at a time when they'd really cracked side-scrolling, platform-based fighting, shooting games. And uh, it's just sublime. Absolutely sublime. On a par with Gunstar Heroes for definite. But uh, yeah, just a really, really solid game. That Again, I just I hadn't played it for a while. It, generally when I put my Mega Drive on, I play Sonic or I play Sonic 2 or I play Mean Bean Machine 
And I thought, oh, I'll pick the games that I kind of haven't t- done for a while or I talked about. And, and so that's just three. And uh, I did play a few of them, but they, they, they made a nice little set. So, yeah, I'll probably play some more and talk about them next week. If you've got recommendations, obviously, in the chat of what games I should be playing, I have got a lot of um, Mega Drive games, so you're probably safe to suggest one, unless you're going to be really obscure in Japanese, in which case I'll choose to ignore you and talk <laughs> about my next game, which is God of War HD. Which I know, Steve, you had a go at this, didn't you? You'd yeah, I'm still playing it in theory. Yeah, I've Which never means he's played... done about ten minutes of it, and he'll never <laughs> go back to it. It's, it's about... in the pile of games and let me. Yeah, I got to. I've just beaten the Hydra. Um, <coughs> I've never played God of War properly. I played some of three. I bought it. I played some of it. I played a bit of the Ascension, the Eurogamer, and that kind of got me interested in that game. So I figured I'd go back and play them all in order. And uh, yeah, I'm really liking it, but. It does suffer a lot from PS2 era camera angle problems. And I keep finding, I mean, there's a particular bit where you had to walk across a broken mast. And if I had a pound for every time I fell off of it into the sea and died and got a you are dead thing, mm. I kept shouting back. I went, yeah, you are poorly designed. And I wish I'd made it. <laughs> I could have held it back at the TV when it did it. Um, the combat is brilliant. Uh, they don't seem to have changed that much. Between That's because every one. God of War game is exactly the same. But that's the thing, they've got, they seem to hit that one. Very often with games, you don't hit the, the core concept right the first time. There's some refinement made. But actually, the combat now is pretty much exactly the same and just as good. Uh, so, yeah, it's it really weird seeing the on-screen prompts be really old PlayStation button logo things rather than kind of nicely designed or just things up in the corner. It's just like a big button appears on the screen all of a sudden. But yeah, it's, uh, it was always nice to stick a Hydra's head on a mast of a ship and make its eye go pop. This so, uh, this is one of only two games I've ever imported. A little bit of uh, Kev trivia there for you. And did you import that at the time of release? Or? Yeah, when it first came out in America, because it wasn't, I think it was out in America about six months before it mm. came out here. So I got it when it first came out there. Played all, because I'd never played a God of War game, played all the way through the first one, thought it was great. Got about halfway through the second one. I just sort of lost interest because it was all the same. And then by then, the God of War 3 had been released. I got that on launch and never even bothered playing it because I couldn't be bothered to finish the second one. Mm. So, um, yeah, kind of playing three of them back to back. I can't do a Steve. I can't sit and play the same game constantly for six weeks. I just sort of went, Ugh. and well, I've never I've, really been back to God of War. I don't think I can either, though, to be fair. I, I, I planned on playing both that and Assassin's Creed all the way through. And um, I've, I'm just kind of like, oh, I need to play other stuff. Whereas uh, Mass Effect, I really enjoyed really wanted to play all the way through and just wanted to end it i wanted to know how it ended it was a brilliant uh, series so i don't know i'm worried then when you said you were playing assassin's creed you just wanted to end it (laughs) what happened did you fall off that building too many times (laughs) i'll fall off a building in a minute and i won't 60 times that was at least so uh, i did almost end it i I said before my wife went a bit mad at me um for throwing a hissy fit but yeah i'll let you carry on with your games Yeah, so yeah, so we got a war. I mean, the main reason, other than the fact I hadn't played it, uh, was that my son and I watched uh, Percy Jackson, The Lightning Thief, and then we watched Wrath of the Titans, and I went, eh, I know something's better than that. There's this God of War thing. It's like the same sort of thing, and it's more sex and violence. So uh, we're, we're sort of playing that together, and I'm saying, like, what monster's that? And he'll go, I don't know. I'll go, it's a harpy. What's wrong with you? You're 11 years old. You should know every single Greek mythological creature. You're a nerd. What's, what's wrong with you? So, um, yeah, that's quite nice. It's an educational father-son experience. I don't know how I'm going to deal with orgy scenes and things later on, but yeah, we'll, we'll get around that when we get to it. So, uh, Vita owners, uh, if you haven't Hello. played... 
own it. Frobisher says, I know you've talked about but this. It's before. awful. It's not awful. Oh, and yeah. if you, I, I adore it. I absolutely, I could play this every day for the rest of my life. And never I challenge you to do that. <laughs> I've got better things to do, Kev. You um, just could. I said I could. Did say I would? There's a very big uh, difference. But it has gone free for every Vita owner now. Originally, it was free if you pre-ordered it. It's still overpriced. It's not overpriced. I bought the add-on pack as well. I loved it that much. Who is Frobisher and what does he say? He says a load of bullshit. He looks, he looks like you. And uh, you have to scratch his back and sneak in past crocodiles and shove his face in cake and paddle things. It's a tech demo for what the Vita does. And uh, but it's it's voiced by an actor called Kevin Eldon, who's a big favourite of mine as well. So I kind of went into it thinking, oh look, it's a Kevin Eldon in a game. That's cool. And I just really like the humour. It's it really speaks to me. And I just played it because it went free to download. I thought if I play it, I can then mention it without having to put it in the news section and make that any bigger than necessary. So that's what I did. Ah, Clever. And then uh, the last three games are all uh, all little ones I've got on iOS this week. Um. <laughs> First one, I can't really talk about that much. It's called Infectionator. And it made it look like it was going to be Plague Inc., which I love, mixed with pixel art, which I love, mixed with zombies, which I love. It just doesn't really work very well. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know if it's me, and I've gone into it with the wrong idea. But basically, you go to a street scene somewhere in the world. I think I started in Japan. And you click on somebody, and you infect them with a zombie virus. And then they'll attack somebody else until either they haven't eaten somebody and just die, or they get killed. And while you're doing it, you're collecting coins, which you could then trade for more powerful kind of bonuses or add-on characters. So, like, I got, um, you know, everybody's favorite dead Northern Korean dictator, Kim Jong-il. You can get Kim Jong-il, and he just infects dead people and brings them back to life. Um, so it seems to have a real good sense of humor, but I just cannot get into the the idea of it. It seems like a really weird designed for a game so i'm going to keep on it because I, I think at heart it's a great game but it's one of those that just because it's so new or it's taken elements from other genres that I'm, i've kind of love i don't know whether i just had the wrong expectation it's a bizarre one so speaking um, of plague ink there that's just been given an update hasn't it which i'm kind of thinking is yeah, going to drag me back in <laughs> it's well it's still it's a uh, you have to complete i know with the last update you had to complete all of the diseases on the hardcore level to get it or you could pay to get it early <laughs> um, so it is a bit of a challenge but normally they're about 69p to unlock and it does give you a cool new virus like the last one was amazing um, and I'm a big fan of that game so I should be getting that update and hopefully buying the add-on anyway just to give the guy some more money because he's made it on his own it's just one guy doing it and uh, he has supported it afterwards which is you know what everybody wants from an iOS game so I don't mind paying him 70 pence every couple of months just to keep that game going alive that's, that's a bargain in anybody's book um, then I played a game called League of Heroes, which I don't, I didn't even want to play, but it had League <laughs> in it, and uh, I thought, oh, it might be like League of Legends that they keep talking about on the Bits and PCs podcast. Not that I've listened to it, but I've heard them talk about it on Twitter. Well played. Uh, and uh, yeah, and it's, uh, it doesn't seem to be anything like that. It's, <laughs> it's kind of I like... I've played just walking around... Yeah, killing stuff. Killing stuff. And it, it seemed all right. It seemed quite well produced, but it just didn't do anything for yeah, me. Yeah, it's free, but it's got a, it seems to have a really high budget to it. I kind of thought, they're just wasting yeah. money, surely, because there's no... It's, it's very, very pretty. Yeah. It looks great on the iPad, but at the moment, it's another one that's... Boring, like, isn't it? Well, that's the thing with iOS apps. You either want something that's really deep and you can really play for a while, or you just want five minutes of fun, right? 
And so with a lot of them, that's what you get. It's a free app. You play with it while you get bored of it. So song pop, draw something, all that kind of thing. That's what it does. It can get under your skin and then you can just discard it. And with these ones, I think they're games that you actually you play and enjoy, but you have to put a bit of time and investment in. And to be honest, I've got probably 200 games on my iPad. I, there's too many distractions. I want to yeah. mix out and play something else. Um, and most of this week, I've been playing something else, which is Ian Livingston's Blood of the Zombies. Uh, if you are aware, I think we mentioned last week, the fighting fantasy books that were available in the 80s and 90s. They were like choose your own adventure mixed with Dungeons and Dragons and you'd roll a dice and you'd do battling and it's all really cool stuff. And the newest book that Ian Lewis has written for the anniversary of the first one being written, Warlock of Firetop Mountain, is a zombie one, which obviously taps into everybody's love of zombies. And they've released it as an app produced by a company called Tin Man Games. And what they've done is put the book in as a straight app. So you can you turn the pages, you choose your options, exactly the same thing. But you have three options. So you can play it hardcore where you stick to the rules. You roll your dice to determine how much energy you have. If you die, that's it. You're dead. Right? Then you have like a middle ground one where you get extra bits of energy. And you kind of you, it, it, there's more items in the game to help you along. And then there's the old school cheater mode, which just will confirm for Proton what he wants to know. Um, in which you could, if you die, you can go back. So it's essentially like keeping your finger on the page, which some people did when they played it. You'd like go, oh no, I've died. Go back to that. Choose a different option. I haven't chosen that. I'm going hardcore the way, and I've been killed shitloads of times. I've been ripped. Uh, there was one, but there was a suit of armor. It says, "Do you want to? Uh, do you want to have a suit of armor?" And I was like, "Yeah, fighting zombies." You know, why wouldn't I want a suit of armor? And then it went, there is a band of zombified dogs chasing after you. Are you wearing a suit of armor? And I went, yes. And it went, you cannot run in a suit of armor. <laughs> Sit yourself up. And then it gave you an option to tweet it. And it basically goes, I've just learned that you can't run in a suit of armor on Final Fantasy, uh, Fighting Fantasy Blood of Zombies. It's just a great, really nice, interactive way of doing those sort of game books. And... Um, yeah, I, I cannot recommend it highly enough. I was going to go out and buy the book itself, but nowhere locally was selling it, so I couldn't buy it. So I think it was four quid for the app, which is what I would have spent probably on Amazon for the book itself. I think it's a fiver on there. I will still get the paper book at some times. They're now working on Appointment with Fear. This is really mostly for people that love the books, but Appointment with Fear, Forest of Doom, and House of Hell. They're the next three. Um, so yeah, I mean, really, 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 really good um, stuff going on so yeah it's uh as far as i'm concerned the, the game of the week for me I've, I've played a lot but having the kind of nostalgia of the old games of the old game books rather but mixed with current gen tech and working seamlessly and brilliantly is, is just great fun so if you're a fan of left for dead and you like a bit of reading that's the perfect app for you because it sits right in that middle of it. if you like the old books you'll love it anyway if you just want something a bit different grab it anyway the company has got a free one out um which i think is a sci-fi one so if you want to give it a go and see how those sort of things work do that first but yeah jump on it jump on it like a crack adult whore uh, <laughs> free crack party crack sticking crack adult yeah crack probably our earphones fuzzing up <laughs> no, <just laughs> i can't talk properly I've, I've talked too long i need to have a drink so why don't you talk about some game sheep dog i will 
Um, not many though. It not many. <laughs> well, I have been playing um, Assassin's Creed, Dishonored, and the Walking Dead game, but uh, episode one. But I kind of I don't want really to talk about the first two because I've only been touching on them a little bit. Walking Dead. Episode... You've not played them for like three weeks, have you? You're just pretending. <laughs> this is it. Walking Dead episode one. I completed that finally with my wife. Um, I, was try- I was trying to get her to go into labour by relaxing her, and then thought I might try and relax her by playing a game, but have the off chance of the game making a jump while she's playing it and sending her into labour. So we played Walking Dead episode one. It took us a while to try and figure out how to do the last little bit where you there's a woman behind the door and then you've got to try and figure out a way to get to her. And, I don't um, remember. Everyone else played that. this in April. Yeah. He said he's going to add this on one of our old episodes. But um, no, I thought it was excellent. So I instantly got this episode two, which I'll probably complete around June. And then um, you should have just waited for it to come out. On I know. I was sat there last, uh, not last night, earlier on in the day when I saw the later bit of news. They were releasing it all in a pack, and I thought I could have just got that. Although it's only in America, isn't it? But um, I could have got a pack of some kind with it all together in, and it'd have been quite good. But no, that was excellent. Um, I have spent a hell of a lot of time. It's weird where I've been waiting for the missus to go into labour. I've kind of just been sat on the sofa, just laying on my back, frustrated, thinking, "Why isn't she in labour yet?" Husband of the year. So. Um, while that's been happening, I've just been playing loads of iOS games because she's been watching TV and I've been feeling like I can't really go to her, you know, I can't really go get off the telly. I want to use it. So I have to just sit there letting her do what she wants because she's delicate and pregnant and stuff. So um, I started off last week. I was playing Sonic Jump, as I said before. Um, but this week, that went to a whole new level of addiction. That was ridiculous. I was sat there at one did in the morning. Stop, did Sonic still have to jump? Yeah, but I went. I got to one in the morning the other day. I was still playing it, and I was just screaming at Claire. I'm so frustrated. I just need to finish this level. And um, she was just like, "Yeah, um, go to I, bed, you fucking moron." And I was just like, That's "I'm not going to bed until either I complete this game or she goes into labour." That was my. Why would you go to bed if she went into labour? Because <laughs> that's what we did last time. I assume that's what we do every time she goes into labour. We go to bed, and then she has the kid the next day. Sometime, um, but yeah. I found I was going to stop playing it, and I found out if you got to a certain level and a certain amount of uh, coi- um, rings, sorry, you uh, could unlock tails and knuckles. And I was just like, oh, I'm having some of that. I unlocked tails and was really annoyed because his basic feature was he just jumps slower and doesn't land as quick. So when you're doing the boss levels where you've got to jump ahead of Robotnik and stop him electrocuting you, um, he lands really slow and just robotnik catches him every time whereas if you're knuckles for some reason he can jump drastically higher than sonic um he's much quicker than sonic i was doing all the levels in much quicker time um, and it just hooked me in with this whole there's there's three stages with 12 i think it's 11 levels plus a boss each so 36 levels plus loads of little things in between where they kind of say complete this level in under 30 seconds or do this in under this amount of time or do that and blah 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 and so every time i got one of them i was like oh i can do that and then i'd sit there for the next hour trying to do it and i just wasted so much of this week playing that game um, it's only like 120 on the itunes so uh i recommend it because it's just a sonic game and it's it's a sonic game that's going upwards instead of sideways it's still sonic but i love that i've actually said to my wife i might have to delete it because i was really addicted i've completed it but i know they're doing updates it says coming soon there's a few more levels and i don't want to end up just playing it again and again and again and getting addicted every time they update it it's kind of turning into my new tiny tower which i accidentally opened the other day and i have over a million pounds on it because i haven't touched it in so long so i'm going to leave that and see what happens when i the day i stop using my iphone i'll update everything and then i'll bin it 
I um I have a request for everybody. Um, whenever Steve's talking, can you constantly tweet at him, or if you've got his phone number, just ring him, send him a text? Because every time his phone lights up, he gets that little glint of panic in his eye, <laughs> thinking, "Oh, is this it? Is this happening now?" And I can only ring him so many times. He has rung me twice since we started recording, but I can see it's him, so I just answer and let his phone bill rack up. Um, the other game I played because I completed uh, Sonic was um, I just suddenly thought, right, I've got to find something else to play on here now because I still can't get the telly. And i got Bad Piggies on the iOS. Now, have you, have you played this yet? Because yeah. I don't remember anyone mentioning it. Yeah, we I talked about it, it um, a couple of weeks ago, Did I think. you? Because yeah. I just, yeah, I thought it was going to be better than it is. Um, it's all right, but I was a bit annoyed because what happens is, like, if you... It's like Angry Birds, you have things that you can achieve to get you more stars, isn't it? But if you get... The thing, the piece of map you're supposed to get, and the star, but you don't do it in enough time. You can just do it in enough time without getting any of the other stuff, and it will give you the extra star. It's like you can do each one individually, and then it will just give you three stars. I just ended up getting it to auto complete and for me, and then thought, well, why am I bothering to play? Then I'm just hitting. I didn't even know you could do yeah, that. Yeah, that, this is how they make their money off of it. There's, um, you can buy mechanic tokens or something. Jesus. I think you can get three of them free with a game, oh, um, which. Which when you yeah when you click them it will automatically put it together for you. Jesus. Um, and I did that three times in a row and thought why am I bothering and then threw my phone in the toilet and I haven't got it on my new one. <laughs> well, I don't think I'll throw my phone in the toilet, but um. Well, it wouldn't fit. Yeah. Of all the bloody <laughs> lead of the casings. Case. That are I mean, it would survive anyway. I could flush that into the ocean and it would probably survive. Um, I said the speaker was broken and it fixed itself. So it's a self-repairing case as well. Thank you to whoever that was who just tweeted at Sheepdog, by Calling the way. Calling Sheepdog. I've got loads of tweets all of a sudden. Jesus, they're saying, like, this is Kev's fault. I apologise. I'm weak. Um, yeah. But um, I don't recommend getting that. I mean, the thing is, he's now going to ignore his phone when the actual call comes through. <laughs> I don't recommend getting this anyway. I mean, I know that it's made by the same sort of people and it should be a good game, but it, it doesn't seem like a good game. It's not very good. Um, I'm probably going to play it a little bit more and change my mind for next week. But it, um, I don't know. It just didn't fill me didn't fill me with any kind of magic or happiness or anything. It didn't fill me with any... You know, when you play Angry Birds and you get addicted to it, it's nothing like that. It just doesn't seem as good. I think with me, what I hate about it is it just... It felt... With Angry Birds, if you fail, it's because you've you just slipped or you could just... You were quite close. With this one, it's yeah. trial and error. And eventually you'll figure out the right way. But in a lot of them, there is only one right way. And if you've only got a very limited amount... So there's one where I was just for ages was just clicking on a fan, make it go on and off. I was thinking, why am I doing this, really? Mm. I just not, and it, it it didn't feel an enjoyable game at all. I thought actually this is more like it'd be good as a science thing. If you're if you're in GCC science, and you want to learn a little bit about physics and stuff. It's quite good for that, uh, for kind of propulsion and stuff. That's but right, actually, yeah. as a game, I mean, it's, it's it's interesting, but it's no way near as fun as I expected it to be either. That's what I thought. I expected. Actually, no, I've never actually brought an Angry Birds game. So this is the first time I've actually ever given them money. And uh, it's the first time I've been disappointed in what they've done. It's free on Android, cheap dog. Mm. Yeah. Isn't a Kev going off on an Android loving now all of a sudden uh. after being anti-Android for like three years? <laughs> um, so yeah, that's what I've been playing this week uh, because the good games I've been playing I've not played enough of. Um, I know Anna's played Dishonored. Are you talking about that now? Or... No. I'm finished. Oh. <laughs> Hi. Um... I've been, I can't even see what I'm saying. You're going to talk about Dishonored. Yes, I am. Um, I did finish it today, actually. It was all right. The ending was okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, did you get the good ending, like, with the... I got... Da, 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 no, 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 I don't mean... I, mean, I haven't finished it yet. Uh, I'm just saying, like, there's... A, 
from what I understand, you can play it through and be really nice and stealthy, or you can play it through and be really hack. It's basically whatever sort of game you want it to be. So you can hack your way through it, you can stealth your way through it, you can magic your way through it, whatever. Can I use mechanic tokens to get it to do it for Probably, me? probably. And uh, depending on just generally what kind of, how much of a bastard you are, depends <laughs> on uh, what sort of ending you get. So were you enough of a bastard to get a bastard ending? Or did you... I got high chaos. That's what I imagine where I'm going. It's the thing is, I like to explore and I get caught. Yeah, (laughs) exploring. That's what happens with me. I go off on a wild tangent. I see something in the distance using the heart, and I think (laughs) I can get to that. And then someone goes, "You there? What are you doing?" And I'm like, "Well, now you've got to die. If you'd have just turned a blind eye, you'd get to live." And that's what I think these people need to learn. If they just don't question me, then they won't Mm. die. Yeah. Say that too often. Just don't ask me what I'm doing, and you'll live. And I definitely recommend getting Blink upgraded because that's great. I've only got level one of that. What yeah, does level... the upgrade do? You can get further. And ah. in further in the game, you need to get further. If I upgrade my Blink, can I stop relying on Kev for lifts everywhere? <laughs> just Probably. zip to Bedford and back. I, d- I have no idea what you two are talking well, about. This is just... You can well, jump, you you can jump around. You need to play it. You can teleport around on it. It's really good. That's what... When I said, oh, it's doing my heading a bit... That should be written on the box. You should play this game. You can teleport <laughs> around on it. It's good. Well, There's a tagline. When I started playing it, I was just like, there's something missing from this game. Like, right at the beginning. I'm thinking, oh, it's frustrating me. Mm. And it, it was... I couldn't see in the dark because my TV <laughs> was stupid. And um, you can get that. And then... I, I just got a bit fed up with walking around <laughs> and you don't need to. So, um, yeah, once I got them two abilities, which is really, really and that's not a spoiler, you get that within the first hour mm. and a half of the game. But it was just like, once you got them, you're like, oh, brilliant. I can just zip around all the problems I have with it are fixed. Um, but, yeah, I thought it was well worth it. And mm. I, I thought you'd have completed it quicker. It's quite a short game, isn't it? it well, I've seen someone do it in four and a half hours. I don't know how that's possible. Unless they're really stealthy and don't explore, Mm, maybe. But I think I might go through it again. But I was going to get rid of it, but there is DLC coming out in Mm. December and next year. So, yeah, I'll keep an eye out for that. You Um, anything else? Yeah, I played Oblivion. I normally have to say it's not Skyrim. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even understand why you were playing this. Bear in mind... Because I bought... you were doing this before you'd finished Dishonored and you still got Borderlands 2 then I just came home and you're playing Oblivion. I was well, no, really confused. No. Well, well, no, I bought it at the start of the year because it was on offer. So I just bought it because it was a 10-year anniversary for 12 quid. And I thought, oh, yeah, I like Skyrim. I'll, I'll play that. But oh, it's such a ball ache. <laughs> you haven't even got balls. <laughs> it is. It's just like, oh, my God, it's just... The thing is, it's so annoying in places that you were stuck on a bit that you were annoyed on. And bear in mind, I've not played this game for at least five years. I've just walked in the room. Oh, this bit. You have to stand there. You stand next to that wall. You have to wait three hours. And then the man will just poof, appear next to you. He won't be there at the time he's supposed to be. And I rem- Yeah, I remembered exactly doing that because I spent at least an hour trying to find this bloody guy. And yeah, he just turns up late. That just seems like yeah. a bad feature for a game. You told me this game was absolutely amazing it and was. I should definitely no, play it. The, uh, one of the greatest moments of gaming ever is in this game because it was a launch title for ah. the Xbox 360. Oh, really? And when you leave the dungeons I'm um, saying in this it game, shows you just, oh, you, yeah, you just like walk Fallout. out. Yeah, but Fallout was four or five years later. This oh, was, was a launch title on the Xbox 360. We'd all been used to PS2, Xbox. We went, we'd walked out of the dungeon on there and we're like, shit, I can go anywhere. 
I can see the horizon all around me. I can go and do what I want. I just went and had a paddle in the sea. You could have gone outside your front door and seen the horizon <laughs> and gone anywhere you want. If I go outside my front door, all I can see is the houses on the other side of the road. Um, well, if you go down the road slightly <laughs> and look down across the field, you can see the horizon sometimes on a clear day. Now everyone knows where I live. <laughs> Near a field. Directions to my house. And there is a tree in that field that's perfect for sniping people. You, you often, he often pulls out of his road and goes, if I was going to snipe people, I'd do it in that tree over there. And he said that to me at least four times. I think he doesn't realise he's told me. So, uh, yeah. We were having a mad conversation, weren't we, Chicken? If there was a zombie apocalypse. Oh, yeah, we're taking over Tesco. (laughs) Once you've got your gun, (laughs) Chicken. Which I always say I'll get somehow. I live near a farmer, he'll have a gun. We're going to take over Tesco. That's good. I was going to go to the pharmacy behind my house. I just thought people need medicine. Don't need food. And a half away from each other, two miles. I'd have a gun! What else have you been playing? Borderlands 2. That's not like you. I love that game. I've been playing the uh, the DLC. That's a big map. It gets you so much money, though. It's ridiculous. <gasps> We've been at the same sort of level, and I'd had loads of more money than you because I'm constantly just basically Robin looting up. everything and selling stuff. Robin and blind. then I come home the next day and you've suddenly got double the money I've got because all these bloody pirates throwing their loot at yeah, you. Yeah, but when you the die, it, when you die, that, that new you takes like three grand off me each time. It's annoying. But, um, yeah, I'm level 20 now with the Macromancer. Your girlfriend, mate. Yeah. She can't play it. No, yes, I I've got like three characters going, but I really like the little robot thing. But it is a big map. I've spent at least, what, 10 hours on it now. I think you've spent about 60 hours on Borderlands 2 now in total. Like <laughs> what, 20 hours a week? Probably. It's, I love uh, that game. it's quite scary. But yeah, it is uh, It is super. And I, I, I can't, don't even think I've played it this week. But I will be planning yes, to get back in. We played it the other day together. No, I never. But yeah, definitely everyone get the DLC. It's <coughs> great. It's worth the money. Get the season pass. It's worth the money then. Indeed it is. Right. Talking of things that are worth the money. Yes. I'm avoiding this first one if it's what I think you're going for. Football first. Manager 13. Yeah, I can't get it yet. I need Everybody, to hold on. I should have given a uh, should have given a little uh, build up to that because it's quite a momentous occasion. Because this is me. I um I played a PC game. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a real cone. Um, <laughs> That's what he sounds like when he eats an ice cream. <laughs> Um, yeah, Football Manager 13. Um, I would like to point out I didn't spend any money on it. I'm not that perverted. Um, but I did get a copy of it um, last week. and um, Not pirated. He got it from the company. Well, no, you, <laughs> I didn't pay for it. I'm like, you can't say that on the internet. He does uh, do the stats for Peterborough United for them, so he gets a free game. Or I he do. used to. He's retired now, haven't he? Well, I don't know. I thought I had, but then they still sent me the game. So who knows? Perhaps I'm still in the in the loop. I've done no work for them this year, and they still sent me the game. So hopefully, I'm just still on their mailing list. Um, I wonder if I can get on that mailing list. You somehow. should do. You should become the researcher for Posh, and then not do it. Yeah, exactly. It worked for me. Um, it's had a complete redesign, overhaul. Type yeah, there's thing. no Peterborough United on it this year, which is odd. <laughs> no, all the players are far better than they would have been if I'd have bloody done it. That's for sure. Um, so that's quite pleasant. But no, it's had a complete graphical overhaul. It's all very, very different. Um, and it's got the classic mode on there, which basically Exciting. means it plays like, Itself. I don't know, Championship Manager 2002 or something maybe. And it's just so much quicker to play through. You don't have to sit there and spend um, hours and hours and hours and hours to buy a player now. 
you can actually get all that done and actually get into oh, I like the thrill seasons. of the chase. I like that bit. The bit I didn't like was watching the actual football matches. I just kind of thought, I'm quite happy to set them all up, send them all out, say something stern like, win! And then they come back and go, we lost. <laughs> and I go, oh, that's not what I told you to do. And uh, the next week they win for me. Um, what they need to add to that game, the only thing it's missing now, other than being able to be the chairman instead of the manager, which would be my dream, um, is being able to offer them win bonuses because that's what Premier Manager 98 you used to have. You can offer them win bonuses no, in, in their contracts. No, when the game comes up, you kind of go, oh, lads, this is a big game. So if you win, you get an extra 10 grand in your paycheck each. Um, Everyone in the chat, fuck off, the lot of you. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're calling <laughs> him a pervert. <laughs> you are a perv. But um, no, just being able to say to him, look, this is a game we have to win. Here's some in- money, financial incentive to cover up for my uh, pitfalls as a manager. Um, they don't do that in any of the real football management games, but you could bribe your team into winning in the old days. <laughs> Yeah. And control the club shop. Why? <laughs> because that was just another thing on Premier Manager 98. You, you just could... want to play accountancy simulator, don't you? I just basically want Premier Manager 98 to be updated with modern players because you could set up your club shop, you could sell advertising hoard, uh, boarding sorry, <laughs> around your stadium and you could add parking to it. And that all affected how successful the finances of your team were while you were managing them. So that's what I want from the game. Oh, I've I just um, everyone was calling me perv, 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 perv in the chat, and I was just typing "fuck off." The thing <laughs> is, it came up just after someone actually said something quite helpful to me. So it looks like we've had loads and loads of "fuck off." Someone says, "Kev, why don't you do this?" And I'm just like, "Fuck off!" I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to everyone who was calling me a perv, just so that you're aware. Anyway, um, but yeah, I would uh, if you've got any interest in football managing, you perhaps drifted away from it over the last few years because it's got so long-winded and complex, I would give this one a try, get it open on um, on classic mode, and just give it a bash, because it's looking like it's a bit more like is the old-style one. Only like 20 quid, isn't it, I think? Or... Mm, I've not paid for this oh, game yeah. for like five years. It's been quite a cheap game, so if they've made it more accessible, then that's great. And if you pre-order it, you can get in on the beta now, because I don't think it's actually out yet, is it? But oh, no, anyone right. who's got the pre-order gets beta access, and then that will just roll over into the full game. So, in effect, I've got the full version of the game just with even more bugs than a launch version of Football Manager usually gets. Let's face it, if you buy it early, you like bugs. Let's face it, if you start Football Manager before March, you like bugs because it's always horrifically buggy until at least the third <laughs> patch is out. That's just the way Football Manager is. Um, but when I finished being a pervert, I, um, I did something else that I'd have called someone perverted for as well, to be honest, because as you all know, I threw my iPhone down the toilet in a fit of rage. Um... <laughs> and I've replaced it with a Samsung Galaxy S3, an Android telephone. Which is unfortunate because you can't say the number three. I know. Well, I'm just going to call it the uh, the blue phone. Yeah. <laughs> I've replaced it with the blue phone, and um, I like Android. I've been... Sorry, I... the rest of the world, you were just being a twat about it for yeah, three years. Well, it t- there were some teething problems on it. It took me a little while to get up and running. I was probably fiddling with it for three or four hours trying to get it set up exactly how I wanted. But now I've actually got it set up how I want it. Now it's put iOS on it. Well, now I've made it look a lot more like <laughs> iOS by customising it so that it works the way I want it to. No, it's really good. I really like it. I actually like the fact it's got a massively stupid oversized screen that doesn't fit in my pocket and falls out down between the driver's seat and the handbrake while I'm driving my car. So I have to fish my hands down there and try and get the damn thing out. And I've had to put a screen protector on to stop it getting even more ruined than it already is. You put the screen protector on? You put the screen protector yeah. on. Now, um, 
I my, I have an iPhone because you wouldn't let me buy anything else when the time came for my phone to be replaced. And you told me if I got anything else, you'd make my life a living hell like you had done for the year you'd known me up to that point when I had a Nokia phone. You should do the same. Should I do the same? Yeah. Or should I stick yes. with the iPhone? Because there'll be an iPhone 5S out by the time. My, my phone's due in February, March time. So I'm thinking, should I move on to Android? Because I, I'm finally allowed to without you I breaking would, my windows. I would suggest that provided you are willing to sit there and fuck around with it for a few hours yeah i don't mind it. it doesn't take me hours it would take me five minutes i'm a human being well no because i was really picky about how i wanted it to be yeah, but he's not like you. i was there on the internet going best android widget oh pack. no he wasn't no 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 it's like chicken how do you do this i don't know chicken how do you? I'd like, i don't know go on the internet <laughs> Oh, you should have just given it to someone to install. But no, I, I will. Mine will just be fine how it but is. But the best thing about it is the fact it seems to run faster. I get a signal everywhere now rather than nowhere like I did before. And um, everything just works eventually. Now I've got it all set up. <laughs> the, uh, the keyboard, the predictive text that comes with it was bloody horrible. It was shit. Um, but I've replaced it with one that works. I mean, it, all these little tweaks I've done, they all cost a couple of quid. So I probably spent 10 or 15 quid getting it how I wanted it to be. Still about 400 quid cheaper than an iPhone now. Well, exactly. Yeah, it's it's um, The contract's less than half the price of, mm. that I was paying on my iPhone, so it's a massive difference. And I downloaded some games for it, which is where I was going with all this. Once I'd finished downloading all the games I had on my iPhone, which I'm now showing Steve, <laughs> they're just the same ones I already had, so I've now paid for them all twice. Um, but I did get Rayman Jungle Run which we wrote off a few weeks ago because I had been told, probably by a podcast deliberately leading me astray, that it was just a Temple Run rip-off. And um, it's so not a Temple Run they rip-off. They were talking about your novel, not this game. Probably. Um, it's great. If you like Rayman, which I'm sure people are aware... I can't even say Rayman. Yeah, if you like Raymond Origin... <laughs> I'm a bit French. Everybody Raymond loves Origin. Raymond Origin. That's Steve's favourite game. Um, no, but if you like Rayman Origins, um, it's basically that, but made so it works on a phone. And it works really well. It looks as good as it looks on the Vita. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, wouldn't, I, was sat, I wasn't sat there thinking, oh, this would be all right if it was a bit prettier or a bit crisper. It looks identical to how it looks on the Vita. But the control system on it is genius. It's, it's a, a platform game, like Rayman Origins is, but you don't control where he's running. All you do is you're controlling the jumps. Mm. So he's gonna, he runs across the screen anyway, and all you're doing is tapping for when he jumps. And it sounds really simplistic and a bit oh, shit, but God. it works so well. You've not got all the crappy, fiddly phone controls that you normally have. It's proper Rayman levels, but they're beautifully designed. It's got the same perfect kind of level design that Rayman Origins had. And you just tap to jump, tap to jump. Later on in the game, you can do a bit of fighting as well. Um, but it's literally, it's, it, the most complicated it ever gets is two buttons just in the bottom corners of the screen. So but you're not, not taking up any of the screen space. And it just works really, buttons. really well. They're not even buttons. You can tap anywhere. You don't have to tap in that one corner. You do once there's two of them. Yeah. Really? Yeah, once, you, once you've got... I think left hand is run, is jump, right hand is fight later in oh, the game. Okay. Um, but that's the only time. But yeah, up until then, you, you can just sit there one-handed tap him. Tap anywhere on the screen. Yeah. You can tap top or bottom. You don't have to be in them set ones. So if you're a bit small-handed. Are you speaking <laughs> from experience here? Yeah. Well, it's got baby hands, people. I do. I have little hands. 
But yeah, it's great. And I, I, I know this is out on iOS as well, so I don't know why I didn't ever bother trying it on there. I told you about it. You did. Probably because you thought it was going to be a temple. Well, that's what, I, that's what I'd been led to believe it was. But I suggest that anybody with a mobile telecommunications device goes out and gets this, because I would suggest it is the best game I've ever played on a telephone. It mm. is that good. I have sat playing it all day, and I've been at work all day. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I've just been Brilliant. sat there playing Rayman. I've pretty much finished it. It's great. Bounty, have you had a go on this yet? No. Get it, sir. <laughs> I will. You sound it's like the kind of man who it would appeal to. Do you know what? I've, I was talking to the wife about this this morning. When I want to buy apps on the iOS, I always buy one of the app card things where you just preload it with a bit of credit bung it in and normally i do that so i've always got a bit of money around because i'm a man of limited means i can't have just money sitting in the bank account to buy some frivolous app and uh, so i had some money on there the other day and i went to use it to buy blood of the zombies and it weren't any money there so i looked and my youngest had been buying imaginary money on the games that he plays <laughs> so um, so he spent 12 quid on there and the reason he got away with it is I'd updated the game for him, so I'd put my password in, and then it didn't prompt him for a second password. So that game got deleted. Swine. Yeah, what game I, was that? Let's name them and shame them, Bouncy. It was, it was Snoopy Street Fair. Yeah, I thought you were going to say Snoopy Street Fighter, then you got my hopes so high. <laughs> that would be amazing, but no. Um, so yeah, so this was on my list of things to get. But what I've decided is every week I'm going to have three pounds of apps Um Probably in weight. Every week I, yeah, I was going to say every week I have three pounds of sausages from the butchers. It's my standard order. So, yeah, so that's my plan. And it is on the list of things to to go through. So there you go. Excellent. Well, I, I know for a fact, young man, that you will enjoy it when you play it. Um, shall we have a look to see what all the uh, nerdy losers have been up to this week? Um, uh, let's look at what our listeners have been up to first. That's what I meant. Um, the Raptor chart, the top five. Um, fifth place, Aidy's better then. He was off <laughs> ill last week, Ernie's skiving away, but Minecraft's back in the top five on Xbox Live Arcade. 69 hours this week. Old little old Aidy back, in, back into the game he loves so much. Um, four, third and fourth place is being controlled by the perverts. Fourth place, oh. XCOM Enemy Unknown on the PC, 76 hours. And third place, League of Legends on the PC, 92 hours. And then second place... Well, the top two, really, I, they're just going to be like this for a while now. It's been a couple of weeks. I don't see this top two changing until Blops comes out. Hold on, yeah, but what about Assassin's Creed next week? Uh, everyone's going to get it on the PlayStation. Um. Um, so it won't be tracked on Raptor. But second place, FIFA 13 on the 360, 188 hours. And first place, Borderlands 2 on the Xbox 360, 206 hours. And that's getting very close to breaking into the all-time top five now. Um, people are playing it rather a lot <laughs> and um, I think I'm going to play a jingle Steve are you ready yeah, for that? I'm ready for it oh. not as loud as the last one don't wake up that man's daughter or son what man? Was, child the one on Twitter that went a bit annoyed yeah can you all get some tweets into Steve because he started paying attention to his phone again <laughs> so bombard him with some more tweets while I play you a wonderful piece of music Right then, 80s shopping list, and by Jove is it a busy list again this week, and most exciting of all, 
the second most excitable causing game of loveliness on my list this year. I'm so excited. I actually had my email from game earlier confirming they've had me pennies and it's on its way. Assassin's Creed 3 is out on the Xbox 360, the PlayStation 3 and the PC. I think it's out on Tuesday, is it? Yes. Somebody confirm it to me. Well played, Bouncy. Yeah. Um, and also Assassin's Creed 3 Liberation, is it oh, called? Assassin's Creed 3. Assassin's I think you'll find it's Assassin's Creed 3 Liberation on the Vita. Yeah. I shall prove it while I'm talking about them. Um, and they're both out, and I've got them both on their way. And uh, no, I'm no, 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 very no, no. excited. Chicken. It's we. Not you. Or otherwise that It's basically is Anna, mine. surely. She's got no, this. Day. You're going to be so busy. These hmm. ones. This is all me. She's not even interested in playing them anymore. I'm not. After the, the last, demo. after the last, um, oh, what's it called? Assassin's Creed. I got bored of it. Assassin's Creed Three Liberation. <sighs> Fact bombed. No, this is number three. And well, no. But what was it called? <laughs> when you finished proving Anna wrong, um, <laughs> I thought it said Football Manager. You put FIFA Manager Thirteen. Is that right? I was going to wait and see if Bouncy was excited about Assassin's right, Creed. Go on, you go back. I just wanted to ask if that was a spelling Ooh, error. But no, go on, Bouncy. Right, um, yeah, Assassin's Creed 3, I am very, very excited about it, and I'm getting more excited all the time, and I don't know why, because I was very excited to start with, but now I'm like, oh, it's nearly out, because there's a lot of it that I probably won't like. I don't, I'm not looking forward to the naval warfare, um, but I, I don't know. I, I, Assassin's Creed 2 is one of the best games I've played of this generation, and if it can get anywhere close to that, I should be very, very happy. Plus, they've promised the story's going to end. Yeah, but did it end in the last one? No. What was that all about then? I can't say because it will ruin it for everybody. <laughs> I'll tell you later. It definitely didn't end. That was... <laughs> well, I don't understand what happened. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll explain it to you when I'm not in earshot. Surely no, that's the I, bit, no, that's I, the bit to look forward to. You. <laughs> well, no, it, just, it wrecked me because it's like something don't... was happening mm. Something was happening, and then it just ended. Oh, <laughs> she just stabbed me with a pen. Oh, man down. <laughs> 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 what a violent woman. <laughs> no, he just ended. And I was like, well, huh? well what? I don't, yeah. Are you talking about the most recent one? Re- yeah. That didn't further the story in any way? No, he just stopped. And I was like, what? I, cu- I couldn't get that was just That was the end of Ezio's story. But he yeah. just stopped. But that wasn't really about Desmond at all. There was not really any Desmond in that one at all, was there? Not any oh. important Desmond stuff. There was more about the subject as well in that yeah. one. Yeah. This is Desmond's story is resolved. And that's the, what, that's the bit that hooked me in, so what, five years ago so when the first Assassin's Creed came out? So who the hell is Connor? Connor's another one of Desmond's ancestors. But why? I, I don't think Anna gets what this I is about. <laughs> Did you play the first Assassin's yes, Creed? because it was um, on my launch thing. Did you play them in order? Yeah. Did you listen to them? <laughs> but yeah it's awesome i'm very excited and that is my half term that's what i'm going to be doing both of these my plan is to stay up all night with this newborn (laughs) after stabbing me she's now blowing her nose at me in disgust um yeah stay up all night with a baby next to me playing any sort of i'll probably go to assassin's creed if the third one's out so i'll stick it on my love film list and hopefully they'll send it to me on launch and then I'll uh, play them both back to back and miss out the middle bits, even though I'm not supposed to, so I'll have to do that as well. I also need somebody to tell me what order I need to play these two games in or whether I have to do them both at the same time. Surely because... you have to just play the Vita and then play the, the 
the third one because that's going to be the end, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but this is a girl, though. It's not nothing to do with Desmond. But it interacts with the game. Or surely just play the third one so you know how it ends and no one spoils it for you, and then play the other one as a side thing when you just uh, you want a bit more Assassin's well, no, Creed. We, we're gonna have to switch anyway. So when you're gonna play a bit, I play a bit of the VR, and then we we'll swap. Interesting. No, because that's mean if you play it all. <laughs> Why do you get it all? <laughs> no, answer me. So, FIFA Manager 13. Yeah, so, so why, what's the point of that then? It's out every year, isn't it? But why does that still exist? Because people buy it. Why do people buy that? Because they're idiots. And it's can not you, FIFA really. Can you do a club shop Oh, in shut the fuck up about club shop. Because <laughs> if you can, I might, that might be the reason I'm in the wrong... I might be buying the wrong series. If you can buy a club shop and set the price of your advertising around your pitch in that, then uh, might be onto a winner. You're a loser. Forza Horizon is out on the 360, which I was excited oh. about, but I probably won't bother with for a little while now because it's out at the same time as Assassin's Creed. So, played it. Have you? What's yeah. it like? I wouldn't get excited. It's, do you know what? If, if you'd like Test Drive Unlimited, then you'll like Which Forza Horizon. But what, is it, it online feels... in that way? No. Oh, that's what I liked. <laughs> it has, it has a big... I mean, basically, you're in a, a mapped-out area of Colorado that you could drive around in, pick up events and do them. That bit's like Test Drive Unlimited. The multiplayer element is a completely separate mode. So whereas in that, you could just flash your lights at somebody and interact. With this one, you have to go to a separate mode. You can still do free roam, which I tried today because Vimesy said on the forum he'd like to know a bit about the multiplayer. Well, it all runs from lobbies. There are modes from Project Gotham Racing in there. And the free roam mode, if you're in there on your own, which I was because nobody joined my game and I didn't know anybody that had it, it's a lonely, desolate place (laughs) as you're driving around. And Colorado is the least inspiring place to drive a car around in as well. It's just like, oh, look. There's a bit of desert and a bit of mountain. Oh, look, there's a little picket fence. Oh, look, there's a bloody flag. And, it's, and the thing is, it's not a bad game at all. It does sit right between... It's, it's like a blend of Dirt, Burnout, Project Gotham and Forza and Test Drive. It's, it's got elements of all the best games around, but there's something about it just doesn't quite hit the mark. In a demo, and in the main game, obviously, there's a race where you go up against an aeroplane. So you're driving a Mustang car, and it's a P-51 Mustang flying around, and you, you're doing a checkpoint race, and you've got to beat the aeroplane. Obviously, it's got tight, uh, further wider turning circles than you have, but it's got faster on the straight. So the track's laid out. So it's a bit like those Top Gear challenges that they do. But at no point do you really feel that you're racing it. It was just like if you do a certain segment in a certain time, you'll beat the plane. You can't get too far behind, really. It's, and it, it just, it, there's bits like that where it's, it seems to be showing off, but not very well. But the cars are great. It, it plays like Forza, um, but it just didn't have, it didn't feel like much of a game for me. So I'm definitely now sold completely on Need for Speed Most Wanted because I think I'll enjoy that more. The multiplayer looks a lot more involving and in-depth. But like I said, it, it's one you really have to try to, and there is a very solid demo out there that shows you the best and worst of it so make your own minds up one for you now sheepdog <laughs> just dance disney out on the 360 <laughs> and the wii i assume and if you can't i'm not interested but i assume you can do high school musical dancing on <gasps> this shit me that's changed things what things has it changed? <laughs> They've already um, done a, a, my underwear a now. 
They've already done what? They've already done a Just Dance um, High School Musical. Well, not Just Dance, but High School School Musical Dance It. I need a bloody game to get me dancing to High School Musical. I've got Spotify. I'll just dance to that. Yeah, there is there is one song in there from High School Musical. We've we're Which all in this together. It? Yeah, we're oh, all in this together. I want, so yeah, I want, that's it. Yeah. I want to play basketball to music. That's what I uh, want. I've got that. You, you can dance to the Muppet Show theme if you fancy a bit oh, of that. Yeah, we'll have that one. Yeah, we'd do a good duet on that. We would. We do a good duet. Should we do it now? No. It's not a singing <laughs> game, though. It's a dancing game. You understand that, don't you? Yeah, but you, I live in like <laughs> a house where you walk in the door and it's just a musical. Why we dance around? Yeah, what kind of monster and... can dance whilst not singing? What's, I well, don't they just dance three and four. They actually added a thing, if you had, if you're playing on Connect, that it did have the microphone running, so there would be sections. If you were singing along, you'd get bonus points. So actually, they're catering for people like you. And so they should. Yeah. I'm their you know, target audience. Every man who's ever created a dance game has been targeting it specifically at a man <laughs> such as myself. They should basically just come around and say, what do you want? Yeah, well, they do. <laughs> <laughs> just pick the songs and you just give them a track list and they release the game and send you a copy, basically. Yeah. but I've just looked at the list. There's some, uh, Under the Sea from Little Mermaid, that'd be a good <laughs> one to do. Uh, but they're weird ones. Like, uh, you can do the duet between... Um, John Travolta and that girl I can't remember which girl was in but in Bolt Um, Miley Cyrus wasn't it they did a duet in Bolt for Lost You so you can dance she's a dog song no she's not a dog John Travolta was a dog I'm just being mean to Miley Cyrus whatever her name is alright well just I'll stand up for Miley Cyrus Uh, you can also do the Bare Necessities which will suit you Steve you bald wanker I joined a Facebook group called Can This Hepatitis Virus Get More Fans Than Miley Cyrus? And it did. It had more fans than within like a day. Remember a long, long time ago when there was a shiny new game called Super Monkey Ball and it was great and everyone loved it. Well, now, many years later, there's a shitty version out on the VT. You can get that if you want. Let's move on. (laughs) <laughs> Medal of Honor Warfighters out on the 360, the PS3 and the PC I only used to buy these games so that my Danish cousin would sit and play them while I watched him do it not watched him, watched the game um, So because I haven't seen him in a while and I've moved away from my hometown I probably, won't buy it. Yeah. <laughs> I probably won't buy it unless he's planning on visiting anytime soon then I'll get it on Love Film and watch him play it I've mm. never played Medal of Honor and I never will I this assume one's... so go on, so go on. there you go I assume that all of them just have someone shouting "Sound the alarm" every time you go in the room. Because that's yeah. what I, I played it. These ones, these ones are modern warfare, Ugh, so you don't really get that so much. Uh, the last one was actually quite good. It was a uh, modern setting, and, and it was quite good. This one, very, very average, though. Um, it's. Uh, I think I put on the forum. It's. It's got to that point now. You know, remember when Call of Duty Three came out, and everybody went, "Oh, I'm so fed up of World War Two shooting games." I think it's got to the point now with modern warfare type shooting games. There's not that much more they can do. Yeah. Um, even Black Ops 2 is going for a near future setting. Is there um, anything they can do with real world shooting games anymore? No, there isn't. That's the answer well, to that question. Well, Let's Far stop Far, releasing I them and Far do something Frank interesting. Far the one that's done something a bit different by setting it on an island controlled by modern day pirates. Set one under the sea. What, like Bioshock? I... No, I didn't mean like Bioshock. <laughs> I meant in water. You just mean you, you just want a crab. You want to shoot a lobster that's singing. Yeah. So I'm going with a harpoon gun at the bottom of the sea, shooting other people with harpoons. Someone guns. should make a quasar game <laughs> where you're just in a warehouse. <laughs> They've done paintball. 
They've done pro paintball. That's not what I want, Bouncy. I want Quasar. It's fake fake shooting with fake. There's nothing fake about Quasar. Or volcano shoot 'em ups, where you're just running around in a volcano. I got banned from Peterborough Quasar at Warrington because I um I ran around a corner and there was a little kid about. Well, I was 15. She was about seven. And we just kind of stopped facing each other. I panicked and just hit her in the head with a gun. <laughs> I have a similar story to this, except it was an eight-year-old boy. And okay. when I came out, he blamed it on someone else. And his dad went and started on him. I once went to the Quasar in Warrington and got hit in the face. <laughs> and I've never been back. And you were dressed as a girl at the time. Yeah, we got mixed up with some eight-year-old's birthday party. And I didn't realise he was the birthday boy. I just tied him. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, boy. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, back to Warfighter, though. Uh, really good multiplayer, hidden under a terrible menu system as well. There were so many menu- me- messages and buttons and crap to f- sift through. It's uh, wait for it to go to 20 quid and then pick it up and play it with your mates. But single player is not much to talk about, unfortunately. Which I wanted to like it. I like the last one, but it's just very, very average. Professor Layton and the Miracle Mask is, is out on the yes. It's just one of these things that cleans your pores. Because these are games for women anyway, aren't they? What? So, yeah, the masks women put on to clean their faces. That's, <laughs> it's just basically a makeup game, isn't it? Now, Professor Layton's realised no. that only women buy them. So it's a makeup game. No, it's not. <sighs> they look awful. It's just boring got... puzzle bollocks with story to it. Oh, Shop. <laughs> bounces the sat there wearing his uh, free miracle mask cleaning his paws I've got, right, in my house i have all the professor layton games i have the professor layton slip case that i got for redeeming the stars code in every single game on release week purse in the slip case. this week i'm buying a new one and i'm redeeming that to get a l- professor layton l- luggage label Sick. strap thing so yeah i love professor layton games you and sir are a nerdy nerdy loser professor layton and the lipstick of doom well, you know what yeah i talked before didn't i about those um like brain training games being a load of tosh that yeah. people just say oh these ones are essentially the same thing but they're not saying this will make you smarter they're saying they'll just enjoy it and we'll give you a weird frenchy storyline to play along to three pair of high heels after the 20th episode well, if it gets to 20 episodes, I'll quite happily wander around in high heels going, hello, Professor Layton, darling, and uh, stuff like that. But no, this one's the first That's one. That's going to be a clip. I'm taking that one out. Let's make a note. <laughs> 65 minutes and 10 seconds. There we go. I'm having that. Gary no, Bedford is saying you need your vagina removed, uh, Bouncy. Oh, lovely. You get a new puzzle every single day as well for the rest of the year, which is, well, for 365 days, which is very good fun. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for clarifying how long a year is for us i said the rest of the year well obviously that's only a month and a half two months so it's that for a year from release date you dick so um <laughs> and the fact that you're sitting there saying i'm some sort of girl for playing them i, I challenge you i've yeah, never even played women 3D- the, it's just women what? playing the 3ds as old it's ladies there's a lot of women play the ds that's why because they're handbag sized consoles the games are aimed at women they're not aimed at women. They're aimed at gamers who are just yeah, happy to play. You're not like most women. You're cool. <laughs> <laughs> I had to back that up. She already stabbed me once just for looking her in the eye. I had to back that up. Like the women who listen to this podcast, just in case any other women go, we're cool too. They're cool. No women listen to this podcast. I know one that tweeted us earlier that does. Is so, she now sat next to you? No, she's not. Um, Rollercoaster Tycoon 3D. Who right? the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> Why is this in 3D? No, seriously, you're going to get muted. Who the fuck do you think you are? I just wanted to carry on talking. Um, why is there a roller coaster tycoon game in 3D? What's because the point? it's out on the 3DS. No, I get what it's out on, but why? 
Why is it 3D? Just to make money. It's been 3D to start with. It's just got 3D visuals now. They're all, <coughs> yes, they're all, they're all isometric. Why certain games do, but why this one? I don't see what, what they thought about when they said, oh, let's put it on that platform. To make money. Because real world's in 3D, so Royal Ghost <laughs> Tycoon's in 3D. But all you do in Roller Coaster Tycoon is pick the people up as to walk around. If someone's ill or on your park, you throw them in the water. If they've got no money, you throw them in the water. Basically, anyone who makes your park a little bit bad, you throw them in the water. You'll get to do that, that in glorious 3D. 3D. Imagine mm. it. All those splashing, drowning kids in 3D. Name them Kev, drown them. Name them Kev, drown them. That's basically <laughs> how you play Roller Coaster Tycoon. I don't believe you've ever played Roller Coaster Tycoon since you've known me. I have. But I didn't name anyone Kev or Jared. I have. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just didn't. I just I saw it on there. I gasped at first, then thought in 3D, really. People of the chat box and or Twitter, um, I would very much like you to tell me if Pro Evolution Soccer 2013 is already out. Um, it, is. it is. I thought it was. So it is only the PlayStation 2 one that comes out this week. Then that's it. Yep. Place out on the PlayStation 2, everybody. Yeah. Do you think I'd, if any of our listeners are buying that for their PS2, tell me, like listeners on live or iTunes, if you say, oh, yeah, I've got a PS2 version. I want to know. I just want to know if anyone... It's would... only this and FIFA. They're the only games coming yeah. out on it now, aren't they? I remember the old Tony Hawk's games used to come out on a PS1 when the PS2 was out, didn't they? So it's like, it's really weird that they do that. Do you think it's because people are still buying them. I, guess. I imagine what it is, it's for... I mean, PlayStation 2 is still selling in parts of the world, isn't it? Where it's mm. like the, the latest fancy pants console. So I would imagine they'll still have a slice of... Oh, like, but then, my FIFA's shop, out. What the hell do they want Pro Evo for? My shop sells more PS2 games than it does Wii games. <laughs> I'd actually say we sell more PS2 games who do Wii games and DS games put together. There's a huge demand for them. We just have cannot reach the demand. Pro Evo 2013 we had We had somebody put an order for it, so I would imagine they'd be getting it. Wow. And the same with tweet. FIFA. It's yeah, a tweet from Ginger Johnny saying he's going to buy it for a laugh just to see what happens. It's uh, Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, for a lot of people, it's a very budget console. I figured it out. 20 quid. They're smuggling um, CD-shaped drugs in these cases. <laughs> it's the biggest drugs bust. You know, what, selling, I'm just, I'm selling 27 cases of drugs a year? This, um, the, anyone from Konami who happens to be listening... <laughs> This we is not the it. opinion of the Mature Gamer podcast. <laughs> this is just a bald twat who can't keep his mouth shut. <laughs> They're not going to get annoyed about that. But they are just, just the drug lords, Will. smuggling drugs. <laughs> they have only got to open one case that hasn't got drugs in it and show it to the police and they'll believe them. They're not going to go for every case of drugs. <laughs> oh, this is why you were the worst <laughs> policeman in the world. That was your attitude to everything. <laughs> they show me one half-empty bag. I'm like, oh, there's only a little bit of drugs in there. They'll probably be fine. Looking for a mass murder, he shows you one person who's still alive. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not dead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what we need. We need a bullshit simulator of the week. We do. And I've got one for you. You have? Euro Truck Simulator 2. This is, this is the sequel to Euro Truck Simulator. <laughs> and I've Surprise. just posted the YouTube clip of it in the chat for um, you crazy kids. Bouncy's just done the same thing. What a generous soul. <laughs> um, yeah, it's you drive a truck around Europe. Is this driving it the opposite way across Europe to the first one? It's different you go all routes. the way there, you play, play it all the way through, and then take the disc out, put the other disc back in, and then go home. No. <laughs> that would have made sense if I'd have been there in that 
bloody meeting at the first one, I'd have said, start it with you leaving your house and your missus driving, waving you <laughs> off, and then you have to reverse and get your sandwiches off because you forgot, and then then drive off across Europe, and then in the next game you turn up at your house and your wife's moved out or she's got a new fella. No, it adds a bit of a story to the game. It's not happened. Old wine tonight. No, which is probably the reason that I'm going off on. Once. I want to buy this game. Why? Yeah, what for? Do you know what? Have you watched the trailer for it? Yeah. For the first time ever, it's actually got reasonable good vi- visuals. Which it, it made me think of Gran Turismo Five, but with <laughs> <laughs> a truck simulator. It was like there was a lot of customization options and shiny stuff, and I'm like, actually. I quite like the look of it. And there is a demo which I'm going to get and play. Um, I did want to know... Do you drive that or do you just watch it drive itself? No, you drive them yourself. You, you drive them. You can drive from, like, UK to Germany and stuff. And all sorts. And I was tempted because where I live is quite an industrial area. I was thinking I might be on that route. I might be able to wave at my house or something. That would be, be awesome. You could so, yeah. stand outside your house and wave at it for free. No. Someone might wave back. You know, actually, um, you know, did you see the British Airways thing where you could put in your postcode and they'd land a plane on your road? I don't know if you saw this, but um, they did this thing. It just used it used the Google Street View to superimpose an airplane on it. And uh, my wife, when the Google car came down my road, uh, was stood in the road wearing a horrible red jacket. And she hates it. And she only wore it because it was a cold day. And she couldn't find another one. And that was the day the Google car came. So she's sat talking to a house around the corner where their kids in nappies are just stood in the window going, Mom, I want a biscuit! <laughs> so it just makes our road look like a right horrible haven of filth. I want uh, all of your stories to begin or end with, and that was the day the Google car came. <laughs> <laughs> it just makes it sound like an, an ominous event. In all well, of there you lives. go. You've just created the last line for the Lollacorse finale show next week. <laughs> Brilliant. I'll tell you what we need now. We need to hear from a uh, grumpy northerner. Yeah. Right, okay then. Let me just adjust this audio thing accordingly. There we go. Right, um, I was going to do this recording last week, but unfortunately I managed to pick up some sort of lurgy or illness from the Play Expo 12 and therefore was unable to do a recording. So um, here are my brief thoughts on Play Expo 12. The best part about it was meeting Kev and his good wifey-to-be. Two very nice people, and it was nice to actually meet somebody that have... They have the honour of actually being the first people I've ever played online with who I have met that I didn't know before playing online with them. Yeah, figure that out. It makes sense to me anyway. Anyway, it was jolly nice meeting them. Um, The expo itself, I thought, was a bit of a mixed bag. Um, It was a good attempt, considering it was the first time that, that Play Expo had gone to that kind of size. I mean, normally they were just doing the retro... Um, expo thing in Blackpool Um, and you can tell they were sort of trying their best to incorporate some of the more modern gaming elements and consequently there were parts of the the exhibition which were good 
and they were parts of the exhibition which were shite. I thought there was too much given over to the whole online um, pro-gaming league bollocks, whatever that was. There was too much space given over to that. Um, It's one of those things, really, unless you're partaking in it, it's not particularly interesting in just standing there and watching other people play. Um, It was a little bit annoying that it took up so much space because the more modern type of stuff was was condensed and by that I mean like EA was sort of scattered into three or four booths Um, 2k was reduced to a ridiculously small booth that was just showing off their basketball game Um, Capcom was sort of slung here the Wii U booth was um, pathetically small as well and I never even got to use that because there was no way I was standing in that queue for ages just to to play on it um, uh, that was a complete and utter waste of time and the Halo 4 bit well you, you just couldn't get on that at all so there was no real chance to play that any of that kind of stuff for me um, but I did play some of the more retro stuff um, and that part of it was the best bit and that part of it I think was what they knew how to do best uh, the whole cosplay thing, that can piss off as well. That was nothing more than a joke. Um, and, yeah, that was pretty much it. A bit of a mixed bag. Um, will I go to one next year? I don't know, really. Will there be one next year? Who knows? I don't know how well it went down the event or whatever, what other people thought of it. Um, but I personally... Uh, it was okay. It was okay. Um, I probably won't be around in this country next year anyway to go to it. So, um, yeah, it was all right. Anyway, enough of that complete and utter bullshit. Um, the game I'm going to talk about this week is Doom 3, the BFG edition. Let me just reach around and get the old box off the shelf, because otherwise it wouldn't be the same if I wasn't reading... Um, right, so this basically features Doom 3, the Resurrection of Evil add-on pack, um, which have been completely remastered, and it also includes eight new levels entitled The Lost Mission, and it also includes Doom and Doom 2. Um, essentially, if you've not played Doom before, um, this is well worth getting. And it's well worth getting if you have played Doom before, because they kind of remastered the visuals for Doom 3. They haven't so much for Dooms 1 and 2. They are improved visuals, but they're not remastered visuals. They're still the old... You know, they are the old classic Doom games. And the nice thing about them is, of course, you can now get the trophies for the old Doom games um, on the PlayStation 3 which you've never been able to do that before um, because uh, Doom has never been um, officially available on the PlayStation 3 as far as I'm aware I might be wrong on that but uh, if I am I'm sure one of the lads will, will point me wrong um, but as far as I'm aware I don't think it was it ever came out or Doom 2 for that matter perhaps I should have checked before I did this but anyway who gives a shit um, yeah, it's 
well worth checking out. I enjoy it. Uh, it's good price as well. You should be able to pick this up for between twenty-four to twenty-nine pounds. And you know, you are getting two classic games and Doom Three, which um, you know, and it's add-on pack and more levels which have never been available before. And so, you can also play it in three D too if you feel that way inclined and have a 3D TV. So, yeah, it's well worth checking out. Um, it's Doom. What else did you think I was going to say? So, yeah, thanks for listening, and I'll hand you back over to the other chaps and chapesses on the podcast. Catch you later. Did I just say podcast? It's got a bit of a lisp in it. It sounded a lot like podcast to me. I've never heard him say podcast before, but I quite liked it. I'll tell you what, I'm so much cooler now I've taken my cowl off. My head can breathe all of a sudden. It's probably that window you've got wide open. Door you've got wide open, sorry. <laughs> well, I don't know, it's made of glass. You could argue it's a window. It's a window. Oh, I like that. You want to... You um, Patent that. Yeah. yeah, get all over that. Well, so I've the, recorded on the internet now. The, it's basically the sheep my invention. patented windows... You could be a Windows salesman. I could basically make software called Windows. Windows XP. What, are you going to make software 15 years ago? <laughs> yeah, Windows 8. <laughs> um, should we do the news? Yeah, go on. Um, there's an iPad out that's smaller than normal iPads. So for those of you who... It's got uh, an iPhone, isn't it? Well, that's what I thought. Or an iPod Touch. But for those of you who um, want an iPod, an iPad that's... Uh, Basically, too small to do any of the cool stuff you can do on an iPad. On an iPad, too big to use as a phone. Yeah, you can uh, you can blow three hundred quid on a uh, on an iPad that's too small to use. Now, I read it's as powerful as an iPad two, right? Is an iPad two more powerful than an iPhone four S or four? No? no, no. So, because I was going to say, like, they're about the same sort of price as the phones. Um, what about 400 for a 3G one? And I just kind of thought, well, if they're more powerful than the phone, then why would you want the phone? But I, it's all just a bit of a maze of stupid, confusing I also things. like the way, in amongst all this, they've managed to sneak in the fact that they've brought a new iPad out six months after the last time they brought a they new iPad out. They always do it every six months. No, they? it's every year normally. I'd be massively... Well, no, even that's only... It's every year. I'd be really annoyed if I'd have got an iPad back in March and now there's another new one out. To be fair, what's it to people what they bring out if because you buy it. no it would be all right if they didn't make you buy it but they do because they brick the old ones and the new ones come out my <laughs> first generation ipad is bloody useless now because every app isn't doesn't work on it now i can't get new apps on my ipad so what's the sort of difference between this one and the three like in terms of capabilities well, it's just better isn't it but how much how I, I haven't got the specifications in front of me do you know how it's better or is it not? Because I only it's, released it's a little got a bit. higher number on it. Yeah, <laughs> it's one number more than the last one. <laughs> See, I just kind of thought, like, fair enough. Um, it is annoying to bring out a new one, and I get why it is annoying, and I'm, I agree. But at the same time, I just kind of think, well, it's not. It's not going to be so much better that the old one's obsolete or out of date or whatever. And I imagine if you flogged the three, it only cost you an extra fifty quid or so to buy the four. The, the price difference that you'd get. I mean, if you're that bothered. Um, I wouldn't be really if I had three. I wouldn't feel bad, but um, I am liking the fact that even though Kev's just recently gone all Android on us, the world seems to be all of a sudden. I've noticed loads of people suddenly making the jump across, and I was telling him that um, both my parents and my in-laws have suddenly brought um, Android tablets, like good, really good ones, because they were going to get iPads, and then thought, no, actually, I'll, I'll 
just get an android and it seems like everyone's kind of moving across so they might be shooting themselves in the foot and thinking get the four out quickly before the rest of the world moves on that's probably their logic well uh, they, they said uh, tim cook the apple man um he said that since they've launched ios 6 there are now 200 million ios devices using it which is a stupidly large number um uh, the, uh, to put it into context i think the xbox 360 shifted about 70 million so this is not just devices that have been bought, it's devices that have been bought and can run iOS 6. So that obviously takes out the account, the equation, the earlier ones. But yeah, that's, that's a huge amount. So I think a lot of people are going across to Android, but it's not a, a perfect system because it's not universal. Obviously, the iPad stuff is not necessarily universal, but um, to have shifted to, well, to have 200 million devices on their new operating system is still proof enough for me that they're still the market leader. Either way. Indeed they are. Remember a little while ago, we were talking about this Xbox that came out in America that was basically on a phone-style contract. So you paid $99 up front, yeah. I think, and then however much it was each month. And we said at the time, ooh, that's a bit expensive. Why would you do that? Well, Microsoft have now said that that kind of pricing structure is pivotal to their future. And there's now rumors that that might be at least one of the ways that they look to sell the new Xbox. So basically putting it on a contract. Well, it's not the only way they're going to sell it, though, is it? It's just a way to get people who can't blow that kind of money all in one go involved. It's maybe. done well in America. It's done very mm. well in America because they're adding more bundles to it for this Christmas with slightly more kit in the box. Um, and I think, actually, uh, the, uh, one of the arguments for the next generation was that they would be a cheaper system uh, with mostly downloadable stuff. And if you think of how on live was going to work with a subscription basis, it's not. It's just like the opposite way around, really. You still get the console, but you're sort of paying for that rather than the access to the games. So I, I actually think it's not a bad idea. If you can get a really good bit of kit out, I mean, you look at the, like you were saying about uh, kind of rental costs on a monthly contract for an iPhone. You know, people don't think too much about paying that to have a device that, does date quite quickly if you've got a console that will last for say five years and you're paying say a tenner a month that's not that bad it's cheaper than bright house will charge you for a telly i'll tell you that much <laughs> it did say they're expecting it to be like a couple of year contracts or whatever so what would it be like a two-year thing and then you don't have to pay anymore do you think or it could think be. They'll just make it the life of the console and you get because they can't make that i think that's the danger that they make it the life of the contract that you pay whatever it is, minimal up front or no up front. Well, it won't be no up front, but minimal up front. But then you're constantly paying 10, 15, 20 pounds a month for as long as you've got it. And if, I mean, I've had my Xbox 360, what, seven years now? Mm. So, yeah, if, I, if I'd have had it over a couple of years, it might have worked out quite cheap. But if, what, if their thinking is, well, let's just make Xbox Live 15 quid a month. Well, because what they could be thinking as well is they could be thinking, well, we'll release the first Xbox, new Xbox, sorry, and then after a year and a half or just before everyone's contracts run out, we release the next one up. So then you get some people paying to upgrade early, some people buying it outright or whatever. And then all your contracts end and you move up to the bigger Xbox and the better one. And then they just keep doing that. And then they'll bring out one that's got a Connect built in or whatever. I don't know, just some random... I just threw that out. That's not, that wouldn't even be feasible. But, you know, just something. It would be just like phones, again, where, oh, my phone's due for renewal. I'll get another one. I'll, I'll upgrade it to a new one. Maybe it's just a way to keep people up, updating to their new consoles. Mm. So they're getting, then they'll still just keep charging you £15 a month. So 
you're, you, every time you're thinking, oh, well, I'm getting a new Xbox, but it'll still play the same games. It'll just uh, be slightly, slightly different. Or maybe it won't be. Maybe it'll be slightly better, and, and you'll have to upgrade that to play the new games, which would make a bit of sense if it's pivotal to their way they're planning on doing it. Um, if they're planning on... If they're going to turn it into a perv box, I ain't going to be happy. I don't think that's what they're going to do. I don't want to be upgrading every couple of years. No, I don't mean upgrading as in putting bits in it. I mean... Like with you, your phone, you pay for your phone for two years and then the iPhone 5 comes out and you, you think, pay well... pay for your phone for a year and then you throw it down the toilet and yeah. get a new one. And then you look and see which ones are the best ones to get next and you get that one and you keep hopping around from contract to contract. So if the if Microsoft are doing that but you're buying an Xbox that's all right and then suddenly in two years' time it's slightly better, loads slightly quicker and you upgrade your contract again and then the next two years down the line they're making one that's slightly better again and you're just getting given a new console every time on your contract and the old one's obsolete. It might be making them more... like you throw, Once your phone's obsolete, like once you've got a new phone, you just sell your old phone on Envirophone or whatever, don't no, you? No, you throw it in the toilet. Well, you throw it in the toilet. So maybe that's what they're trying to do a little bit with the console. Yeah, but my Xbox won't fit in the toilet. <laughs> well, you'd have to get a bigger toilet, which is probably their grand plan. I've been looking for a bigger toilet toilet for years no such thing exists <laughs> i bet it does i bet you've not looked hard enough but um maybe they'll bring out a new xbox sized toilet that will be perfect and that's where they're going to make that's why it's critical to their plan new patent needed yeah <laughs> we've invented two things tonight that would stop the toilets down my road getting blocked all the bloody time wouldn't it no because i would be full of fucking xboxes <laughs> but yeah that's what i reckon that would be it'd be good and bad to be fair i mean It'd be interesting if they all... Uh, I was going to go off on a wild tangent. It wouldn't work, so I'm not going to... That's it. not like you, Sheepdog. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Bloody if they all played the same game, in tangent, that's Shocker. not going to work, and that would be ridiculous. So, yeah, let's move on. Smart Glass is out. Hopefully that looked a bit snazzy glass. when we saw that. And I um, I keep... I meant to have a go on it before the uh, before the show, but I didn't, didn't bother. But, yeah... Uh, just out in time to steal the thunder of the Wii U if it works properly. And from what I've seen online, it looks like it does work really, really well. So hopefully we could see some of this Wii U nonsense being ported over to work with this. And obviously you've got the Vita working with the PlayStation 3. Everyone's at it and it looks swell. It is worth mentioning it's not out for devices other than Microsoft devices at the moment. Oh, so if you've got a Windows phone, you can use it. If you've got a tablet, who's got a Windows it. phone? I know like four people. They're rolling it out. It's it. coming out on Android and iOS towards the end of this year, early next year. Oh, but I think I think what they want, I think what they're hoping is with Windows 8 launching and it being a pivotal part of Windows 8, because it's also going to. It comes out the same day today as it. They've launched the apps stuff mm. and windows 8 is launched today so i think with all those tablets and things they're going to start shifting to have that as a selling point to say oh if you buy this tablet from us you can use windows 8 use all your apps and control and get extra content from xbox 360 it's better than saying and apple are bringing out a new ipad which you could also use so that way kind of by holding it off a little bit longer it's actually quite a salient move on their part but yeah just thought just to say that in case we get angry people giving us jip oh, i don't think it. angry people would give us jip that's not how the world works surely <laughs> we're factual we're factual and exactly detailed. um and as well as uh, as part of this dashboard update we all need to i think we should have a minute silence to pass to, to mourn the passing of facebook and twitter on the xbox live dashboard because they're gone is anyone does anyone use that are they are they uh, do you say they're not so they they, they've removed them from the app store like as in here you go, download it. But you can find them. I've still got them. I use them today. I don't use them very often. I just use them to say, ha, 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 you've taken it away, but I can still. <laughs> they were never, it was, 
nobody uses a console for that sort of thing. No. I don't I've had the the kind of the dashboard trial for the last couple of months. I've barely used Internet Explorer on it. It's there, but I've got an iPad and I've got a PC in the same room. So what? why would I sit down with the kind of the keyboard on the joypad and go, right, search for this on the internet? Are they expecting people to have their Xbox set up in place of a PC in some parts of the world? Does that happen? I mean, is that, I know you it's, can connect it up through a monitor, can't with, you? With you can Smart Glass, you can turn your tablet into a keyboard. So the idea was that you would use that as a bigger screen. Um, so it's kind of just that whole bringing everything together under one kind of usage thing. So you'd be able to stream stuff across to your TV and what have you. It's, it's a nice, it runs very well. And I did have somebody once bring a console back to my shop because it didn't have an internet browser on it. And I did say, who buys a console for an internet browser? But obviously he wanted one. So yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's Dreamcast. Yeah. Um, and the PlayStation, when that came out, that was a, for a lot of people, that was a selling point. You know, the Wii added the internet channel because people wanted it and it was a selling point. So, I had Opera on my Wii. Yeah. So, I mean, people do. It's just, but it's, and it was, but then it was more convenient because people didn't have the easy access to tablets and, and the likes. There was, wasn't the rise of the laptop and the tablet that we had. I mean, you think six years ago. How many people had tablets who weren't wanky business bastards? Six no people. one. Exactly, exactly. So I think it's, it's a funny, funny time. But yeah, it's still, it's good they've realised that they should probably retire some things. It's always a good thing. Talking of it being a funny time, Bouncy. Did you know? Well, you did, because I sent you an email about it two <laughs> hours ago. But let's imagine that didn't happen. Did you know... There are more people playing Minecraft on Xbox Live than playing FIFA 13 or Modern Warfare 3. What I did has that. the world come to? So I read it on the news this morning. But um, if, so if I hadn't got the email, I'd have still known. But it's still incredible news. Um, I've contributed that's to that. because they're all playing these games through Minecraft because they've all built Xboxes through Minecraft. They've all built Xboxes? In Minecraft. What, what, are you, what? what are you saying? <laughs> because you can build anything in there, can't you? So they just built Xboxes, you can build, Xboxes. built FIFA 13 and played it. Oh, I see what you're saying. I'm not you're sure saying that's saying that that I've been random. Dog. You're saying that rather than buy FIFA 13, they spent the rest of the year building their own Minecraft version of FIFA 13 and then just played that. Exactly. But in building that game, they didn't amount enough hours to beat FIFA 13. They have. <laughs> no, this is just this week. This is just uh, as in their Xbox Live chart. It has topped the chart of Xbox Live Play for the first time ever. So, well, now it's all working. One person built it, now the rest are <laughs> all playing. That's the point. You know, AD, he's retiring on it. That's, that's it. where he's making his millions from. That's why he's moving to America. He's got he's a job a working for him. That's why he's not moved to America. <laughs> <laughs> I suddenly realized last minute, oh, I was supposed to sell this. But it is, I, I think it's helped along by the adventure update. Obviously, that's been very appealing to people to have a more complete game to play uh, me and the kids have been playing it a lot this week it's been quite cool not his um, kids the kids <laughs> the kids um, it's, uh, yeah so yeah it's uh, it is a very good game and i think it is very telling that an xbox live arcade game can have more fans than a big triple a premium title people are tight <laughs> four million downloads that's had <laughs> on the xbox. it's a good game i like it yeah, I've four million it downloads. While. It's the most downloaded XBLA title ever, and it costs twice as much as the average one, which just goes to prove what I said the other week, that sometimes it's worth paying the extra, isn't it? And Anna's a big fan of it. I hate 
she's just mumbling that she doesn't like it now. I don't like it at all. It's, Why? It's, I just, it doesn't appeal to me at all. I don't know. I don't know. just don't appeal to me whatsoever. Did, what did you try and do in it when you got it? When you looked at it? She didn't get past the tutorial, <laughs> did you? I just, it just bored me to death. Yeah, and you can walk out of a door. <laughs> the tutorial's oh, over. Uh, get her to play it properly. Get her to build a giant penis to replace the tiny I little I can't believe no one's ever thought to do that in Minecraft. <laughs> um... You know, a little while ago, we mentioned GameStation were on their way out. Yeah. Well, it looks like that's all in the process of being done now. Um, the website closes next week. I still don't know why they haven't opted for calling Game, GameStation, and getting rid of the game name. That's the one that everyone thinks is slightly tarnished and a bit turdy, isn't it? I always because wanted them to the... do the logo mixed. So you had Game <laughs> and then the station bit. That would have been fine. It's I mean, the company's fine brands. now. I know the company's perfectly fine now and it's all got it's got money. They're all it's buying not. up. Well, you know, it's better than it was. It's not going no, down. It's not. Like, oh, it, okay. If it doesn't do well this Christmas, it'll be gone. They've well, taken out a huge fine. loan. They absolutely okay. huge loan this year. But there'd have been more confidence if they'd either called it Game Station, surely, or if they'd just called oh, it something else. Definitely. Uh, calling it Game, I, I will go in now and just that's, it'll just remind you every time you go near it that they're the company that almost went bust and that they, you know, people were doing pre-orders there and then losing them and things yeah. like that. And you just kind of think, well, get rid of the name. I mean, I just, I don't get it really. And I don't get many things. Anyone who has got pre-orders on GameStation, they're all going to get transferred over to Game for you. Um, and all your accounts are going to get transferred over to Game as well. I'm not sure that, what that means for those nerds among us to have account, accounts for both of them. I thought, well, they just smush your account together. Especially as my account logins are exactly the same on the two of them as well. So I imagine my two accounts will just get smashed together. Either that or it will just break the entire site and I'll try and log into Game next week and won't be able to because it won't know which one to log me into. You'll be, be able nice. to say, well, I had a million points and now I only have five. <laughs> see what they say. Um, but yeah, how exciting. Mm. Um, Dishonored DLC, we touched on earlier in the show. It has been announced today. Um, there's one out in December, I believe. That's right. And yep. then a Two couple in, more early yeah. next year. Steve was very excited because he got an email from Bethesda telling him I that. did. I sent him an email because Errol on our site did a review, a, pre- a preview, sorry, of um, Dishonored. And we were too late to get anything out because he asked if we, if we sent it to him, would they send him a copy of the game? But it was too late but then they've added us to their listing and now every time they make an announcement they send it they send it to us like everyone else so i got that hours ago and i thought damn it if we were recording right now that'd have been breaking news that would have been we'd have been right there with the rest of the flow but we're six hours late so yeah i'm not excited about this first bit the first bit of dlc is just trials it's like do some kills in a fast time or kill some enemies in a certain amount of time which has no interest villains aren't they whalers apparently yeah, the second the second bit of DLC's story based. That's the one I'm interested in. Mm. I, I cannot abide. They did it in Bioshock. They did trials, and it was boring. Every time I did a story based, I bought it immediately, and every bit of trials I bought, I bought, and I barely touched at all. So I should avoid that one like the plague. Um, it's only 400 Microsoft points, but even then, it's it's. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't really add anything to the game for me. I didn't enjoy doing vertical execution or drop mm. execution. So, but I do want to know more about Dowd the assassin to have more story of him in it is quite cool so that's next year for me there you go sheepdog yep you look like an incredibly boring man yeah <laughs> <laughs> what have you got planned for the 8th of march um 
I did have planned a lot of uni work, important deadlines, finishing placements up and generally making sure my career was intact. But SimCity is being released. So so you've got books to balance. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be balancing books on that while playing Football Manager and emailing uh, Sports Interactive asking for a club shop add-on. And uh, yeah, my life's just going to be ruined with Sims. Simulators because yeah. obviously you'll be driving to Europe in a lorry as well. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have to buy another monitor, I'll have to, three monitors, sorry, um, and then a graphics card that allows me to have them, otherwise, they'll be useless. And I'll just have all three of these going, and uh, I'll have to do my work on my laptop. Well, you could be playing SimCity on your laptop, I could, couldn't I? That's saving one monitor, but then I need to buy some kind of tablet to do my work on. Should we, um, should we hand over to Bouncy and get to do some real news? Yeah, now I've on, done Bouncy. my half assed attempt at it. Come on, news anchor. Make it happen. All right, then. Real hard-hitting news. A man is already queuing for the Wii U. Whee! His name Wearing is... Why is he doing that? I've pre-ordered now, mine on the internet. Well, this is, there's some very important things to say. His name is Isaiah Triforce Johnson. He actually changed his name by, uh, officially to include Triforce. He's one of Nintendo's biggest fans. He was the first American to own, I think, the DS and the Wii. Uh, he's queuing... Because one person said that they were in the queue behind him playing on their DS that they'd got the day before. (laughs) Why were they in the queue then? Just to mock him. It's not the official one if you don't get it from the official launch store. There you go. Which is his problem because he's queuing at the wrong store. Yeah, he's queuing around the corner. He's queuing at Nintendo's shop and not the Toys R Us around the corner. It's going to be Toys R Us, that's right. Do you want to do the news, Steve? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> just, just, uh, I'm enthusiastic. I read it that's, for once. That's good. It's, it's an interesting story. I think it's brilliant. That, and also, he could just move because there's nobody actually outside Toys R Us. <laughs> <laughs> but he hasn't. He's still sitting there. So, um, yeah. We I could just... probably fly over there and walk around trying to not even ask where the Toys R Us is, just try and find it. And we'd still get to the front of the queue quicker than this idiot will. <laughs> he's not an idiot. He's a legend of gaming. <laughs> he's, he's an taste- idiot. <laughs> so no one told him he's at the wrong shop. Yeah. So yeah. why don't he move? Because he's he... wearing a Nintendo Power Glove in public on yeah. while playing on a 3DS. He's an idiot. He's got something wrong with him. So yeah. But anyway, here's the thing. In in America, it is in high demand at the moment. GameStop alone, obviously they're the biggest gamer retailer, have got a quarter of a million people on the waiting list. They have sold all of their supply, and there's a quarter of a million people on the waiting list, which is quite worrying for the UK because they now worry that, like when the Wii came out, they're going to nick some of the European stock to satisfy American demand. And the rumour at the moment is only 25,000 units will hit the UK in time for launch. So if you've got one on order, pay before Christmas and make it Will do. Um, it, if it's true, it's Might a horrible well. affairs. Because Get it in the new year, isn't it? That's not a lot. At it all. is pretty mad, isn't it? I, I mean, that wouldn't even give one to everyone in one football stadium in a sort of mid-table well, not, premiership it's not club. It's tenth of the waiting list in America, you know. So that's like <coughs> I think my local town I live in, the population is twelve thousand. So it's, it's, it's barely enough to do with speech to us. It's a, it's a really weird. I, I mean, obviously that's just a rumor; hasn't been confirmed. Nintendo will be working those underage workers at Foxconn. I was going to say, why don't they throw more dogs in the furnace and get them made a bit quicker? Yeah, well, there's, there's also that issue because Foxconn have been hiring <coughs> children to build consoles and tablets and things. Well, they want to hire bloody adults; they build them quicker. <laughs> there's no bloody point giving it to kids if they can only make twenty-five thousand. That was yeah. a schoolboy error there. They want to talk it was a schoolboy error, actually. They should have got 
primary <laughs> kids instead. Um, but no, that's, that's oh, my joke a little bit there. Obviously, <laughs> a horrific, horrific story that uh, people are being. Uh, that's a horrible place to work. It's always in the news for people trying to jump off the roof. They fitted nets around the bottom of it to stop the suicide rate. <laughs> Jesus, uh, that's that's so, awful. Yeah, <laughs> you ever they didn't want, think like, to stop abusing their staff or whatever. They just put nets up to catch. Uh, if, you ever, if you ever want like to think, feel bad about buying a gadget, just read about. The goings on in that place, it's, it's absolutely horrific. Anyway, on to more important news. Uh, well, not important, that's a horrible thing. Uh, more uh, relevant news. <laughs> <laughs> um, is going to have some online play. And EA want Bioshock and not Bioshock, Mass Effect and stuff to have online play. So they've said, but if you want it, you're going to have to have an Origin account, which isn't big news to a lot of people, but it is a big thing for Nintendo to allow people to demand a specific account to be able to play a game um so yeah this could mean the start of origins kind of new customers coming from a nintendo route rather than ones they're giving away free games to on the pc <laughs> don't we, is, that's the way it is on the xbox and the ps3 as it, well isn't it it's, but nintendo have always been very very strict on how their games are produced and, and what a third-party producer can do. So this is the first time that they've ever allowed somebody to put in something that can block a feature of a game if you don't sign up for it. And that's where the news is. But, um, yeah, I, I think it's it's important for the Wii U, though, to have made that step to actually appeal to a company that wants to put their kind of portal on the, on the service. So Talking of... Sorry, sir. Talking of the Wii U online, I was reading today, and I forgot to put it in the news, the gamepad thing, the touchscreen jobby, you ain't going to be able to talk to people online on that. It ain't compatible with it. You'll have to have a headset, a separate uh, Bluetooth yeah. headset type thing. Yeah. It's um, official third-party ones are going to be produced. The microphone on the thing is, is to interact with your game, you know, like you could before, where it had, it had a little speaker in the Wiimote and stuff. It's, it's, it's for that sort of thing, not chat, which is fine. That's do you reckon that's a battery issue, or do you think they just like making it like a tie no, with um, products? If you want to do video chat, it uses a microphone on it, but it's in only in-game chat because it uses those the whole device for the game itself. So I want to be able to use it as a walkie-talkie, like night curve, and then turn it off at night. What on earth <laughs> makes you <laughs> think I would want that? Walkie-talkie <laughs> oh, as well, because they do exist. Yeah, I just don't want to spend money on a walkie-talkie We've got and a Wii U. Phones. Oh, here's an idea. While we're on we the way, we already it. text each other good night every night. <laughs> if you had, if you had a walkie-talkie that yeah. you could open a, your house with, it could be the walkie-talkie, and uh, you Ooh, could just I like that and say good night. So yeah, put that with our window. We've got somebody full... listening to this and week's the Xbox episode. Toilet. Has just made a fortune out of the three of us. <laughs> probably have. They probably have. Window right. Yep. Moving on. God of War. Um, is coming out soon. And if you're a PlayStation Plus membership, you can have access to the beta nice and early. Um, if you haven't, and you probably want some free PlayStation Plus membership anyway, uh, look up God, God of War Rise of the Warrior, which is going to be an interactive graphic novel thing that will give you early access to the beta and the month's free PlayStation Plus, which is a bargain in any man's money because you can get good stuff for free temporarily um and then have to pay afterwards if you like it which is which is all good um actually i just i meant to ask you fellas and lady did you get an email from Eurogamer offering you a month's playstation plus 
I did, which is rather handy because mine expired uh, last night. Yeah. I don't check my emails regularly enough to know this. This if would have you... come through to my show email address, and I don't check that one ever. Probably did. Well, if you, um, if you had a previous PlayStation Plus membership, you couldn't use it. No. <laughs> so they're trying to fix that. And with mine, it said I could only use it on the missus's account if she entered in a credit card detail. And I went, no, Mr. Sony, <laughs> you're not getting me with that one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was a bit of a cheeky ploy to say, here, thank you for coming to Eurogamer and supporting us and seeing our games. Here's a month's free PlayStation Plus. We'll accept payment of all of your payment details. That'll be fine. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I thought that was quite an interesting one. They managed to duck that under a lot of the radars. Um, but I was going to give that away, actually, and I forgot all about it. I might have to dig that out for next week or something. Yeah. Because I'm not going to use it. I'll wait their bank details. That could be it. (laughs) (laughs) Surprise. The first person to send you a full copy of their bank details gets the card. Because they obviously don't mind giving it away in the first place. (laughs) Well, they're talking to a guy who likes to give his address away for free coffee. And tea now. And T-shirts. So, yeah. I'm just racking up the freebies of that address. Well, in that case, if if you like freebies... Um, you probably like to pay for a game then, because you've obviously got lots of money left over. Mm-hmm. Uh, couldn't think of a more fluid segue into this one. Uh, a new game coming from Team Meat, or mostly Ed McMillan, who uh, I adore, uh, called Mugenics, which has got cats in it apparently. Ooh. So yeah, and uh, you don't Chloe... like cats. I hate cats. Why? Yeah. The internet has a weird obsession with cats, and we should try and change wow, it. Wow, that's topical. Shit, no, bro. I know, I know. But what I mean is, we should change it. We should move the internet on. To I don't know. Get me no axolotl. Well, it is National Goat Week next week. It is. So your uh, daughter refuses to accept that, no matter how I much. I showed her the leaflet yep. as well. The leaflet come through the door. National Goat Week. So let's get the internet onto goats and stoats with them in the same picture. Mm. Or axolotl. I saw, I was looking for pictures of them earlier for a project I'm doing at work, and uh, it came up axolotl best animal or greatest animal and i kind of thought well they're the same thing <laughs> <laughs> like, that's two of the same things do you reckon we've uh, talked about this game enough without mentioning anything about it to let bouncy now say something about yeah, it yeah go on so yeah it's got cats in it anyway moving on walking dead is <laughs> gonna get its retail release in america now there is a rumor of it coming over here and being exclusive to game but i cannot confirm it because it hasn't been confirmed uh we have a super premium edition which comes with the first compendium, which obviously I know you've got, Kev, but still. Uh, it has exclusive Ardland artwork on the front of the compendium and the box. And Can the they do one with the second compendium just for me? Because I'd buy that, that even though I already have the game. I games. think that would probably come out with a second series mm. game. That See, would make the most sense. If this comes out here that, uh, in time for Christmas, that would be something I'd want. If but it comes out here, it would be costing £40. Which, which is, is an bargain. absolute bargain. Which is less than the compendium itself costs. Mm. They'd go so, quick, um, they? Yeah. Uh, it is going to be super limited edition as well, so if it does get announced, pre-order it immediately. Don't even think about it. Just pre-order it. Pre-order two copies and give one to your nan. She'll love it. It'll fill her with despair. Um, She's been so, yeah. dead for 20 years, Bouncy. <laughs> what the hell is she going to do with it? Oh, she She's a zombie. Yeah. <laughs> She'd love seeing the other zombies. She'd be like, oh, look, it's Ethel. I ain't seen her since the war. People get wiped out. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, right, last one. We'll finish the news off with a nice, happy story. Uh, if you pre-order Bioshock Infinite, you can have Bioshock Infinite Industrial Revolution, which is a series of puzzles you can play online and unlock content for your game when it comes out next year which is good. Uh, most UK retailers are offering codes with that. Just contact them for details. 
And more importantly, Borderlands Legends launches on October the 31st for iOS and I think Android at some point, but who's by that? Um, I want that. Yeah, I'll be playing it on my iPad with lovely touchscreen stuff. I, um, my iPad, my iPad's shite. You can carry, you can use, you control all characters at the same time in an isometric shooting adventure RPG. It looks awesome. I, I'm going to be all over this when it comes out. Yeah, Can't I think it's about a fiver it's going to cost when it comes out, which again is absolutely fair. Um, and I, I don't know whether it gives you anything in the game. I don't think it does, but it probably who cares? Is. It doesn't need to. It's going to be great. It's the characters, characters from the first game as well, isn't it? And it's top down. And you yeah. can play all characters at the same time. Yeah. So all I want is if you can give me a few golden keys or something, I'll be happy with that. Um, but if not, a good game all the same is a good game, isn't it? Talking of Bioshock Infinite pre-orders as well, <laughs> has anyone seen the really awesome special edition with the Soft big... Edition. Yeah. Had that in quid. Week and forgot to put it in. Um, yeah, it's I want very it. Pretty. I think this is going to be another waste of money special edition that I have to get. We have to get sorry before I get shouted Stab at again. A pen. I know, um, but yeah, I just want the songbird thing on my fireplace. It's proper super edition. It's a proper super edition because you can't buy the songbird anywhere else except if you get pre-order. We're gonna have to get that. Um, Don't you any turt at me, young man. <laughs> <laughs> on the basis of you feeling it's okay to turt at me, I'm gonna play a jingle and you're gonna like it. Do it. Right, this is where we'd normally have the Q&A, but uh, Bouncy says we're not allowed to do it anymore. He's killed it. <laughs> he, has. he sent us a very formal email <laughs> from a solicitor. Email. Oh, it was actually, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I got a letter through the post, though. Oh, did you? Yeah. I got the email version, because mm. um, I think because it went from his solicitor to my solicitor, it would have taken too long to get through to me through the post for today's show, so they summarised it into an email for me, and basically said that we're not allowed to do the Q&A anymore. He, mm. he objects to it on moral grounds. I do. He did say that. I you can't spell it. So we're, um, we're killing it for a little while, mainly because we weren't talking about games on it anymore. We can't we? keep talking about which we like more, Pepsi or Coke, which no. is our favourite crisp flavour. Um, questions which still come up today <laughs> when people emailed me. Anyone who does particularly enjoy that stuff, I have been fiddling with the app again today, trying to get that ready to go within the next couple of weeks. And what we're thinking is we might keep the Q&A alive as bonus content within the app. So anyone who wants to listen to off-topic nonsense, we'll do 20 minutes, half an hour of that a week. After we finish the live show, we'll stick it in as bonus content on the app so you can either get it or not get it. And so if you don't like the random off-topic nonsense, you don't have to hear it anymore. You can hear I'm us just... being all business like we have been for the last two hours. All business. Exactly. My lawyer says that is agreeable. Excellent. So <laughs> in, its, in its place, we have a new feature, uh, Bouncy's Essay Question. Um, <laughs> I didn't name that, by the way, just in case, you know, like, like, get rid of the Q&A, because I'm doing an essay question. <laughs> uh, would you like to present us with this week's essay question, Bouncy? Here we go, folks. Right. Has the current generation of games journalists become too close to the industry that it's supposed to be critical of? What part do we think social media has played in this? And are folk more inclined to be seen to be positive about a title to gain access to others from the same company? 
answers on a piece of paper. No, let's discuss that. This is inspired uh, specifically as a, a very, very funny guy called Robert Florence, um, best known as Rab from Consylvania. He wrote for Eurogamer. He was talking about PR people and games journalists. They had the Games Media Awards. Uh, where they all got together, voted each other to say how good they were, gave each other awards, had a laugh, had their photographs taken next to products and tweeted stuff. And he said this line, he said, by rights, that room should be full of people who feel uncomfortable in each other's company. PR people shouldn't be looking at games or should be looking at games journals and thinking that person makes my job very challenging. Why are they all best buddies? What the hell is going on? And actually, it's caused a bit of a storm on Twitter with a lot of games journals who were in attendance saying, well, you, you're just being bitter, you're just having a go at me. I think, actually, he's got a very good point. It has gone a bit weird. These Surely, last though, if it hadn't gone a bit weird, there'd be no place out there for the likes of us. I was going to say, you asked whether they've come too close. Uh, is social media playing, playing a part? And I kind of thought, well... Yeah, because we wouldn't be able to do anything if, if, if it wasn't easy to do. It's easy to set up and sort out hmm. and get... Well, I say easy. If everyone was giving their honest opinions and doing it properly, then no one would bother listening to us because they'd be able to get this elsewhere. But because everyone else is crooked... Um... Don't say it like that. No, That's they the are. wrong way to put it. No, it's not. They... That's exactly how it is. I don't think they are. I think they, uh, it is awkward. Let's send them a new game. Right, here's your new game. Um and I'm just writing the check out now. <laughs> How much would it be for a 9 out of 10? Ooh, that's a bit steep. What about an 8.5? And, and that's exactly how it works, surely. I, I don't know. I think some places there's probably a bit of, well, you gave us a 6 last time. Why on earth would we send you another game? And they go, oh, well, I'll be a bit nicer, perhaps. But we've, we said at the start, didn't we? You said, I sort of said, you're, I'm, you know, I'd give that game 10 out of 10. You're like, oh, don't rate that game. Because if you have to rate that game, you have to rate them all. And then you'll start getting down a path where people will be saying, why didn't you give us a nine? Why only an eight and three quarter? And, things like that. and so that's why we don't do it, isn't it? Because you, you pointed out rightly that rating games just lead you down a slippery path. But I, I don't think people, I don't think all people, I wouldn't, I can't think of any names to name that I'd tell, well, they're definitely obviously crooked. Whereas I reckon Bounty would have one. <laughs> I reckon he'd have a list of them, which he's not allowed to read. But, um... <laughs> well, actually, incidentally, um, Rab Florence did put a couple of people as examples <laughs> in his article, one of which uh, was a girl Somebody gamer who before. writes for MCV, <laughs> and um, she complained, and Eurogamer actually went over him and edited the article and took out the reference. And wow. that kind of almost validated everything he just said, or validated even, rather than validated. Validated. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's. Um, I mean, my view is, if if you're critic, if you're being a critic, if you're reviewing something, you have to be objective. But I think what, the social media side. If I said right now on Twitter, I went, I've been playing. Well, like I did this week, I've been playing the new Final Fantasy, uh, Fighting Fantasy book ios app within an hour the guy who made the game messaged me said retweeted it and said thanks a lot so that pressure is always there because you get people say well actually thanks a lot for that and in my mind i thought well actually if i say something else nice he might retweet me again so from a purely kind of self-serving point of view there was a, a thought in my mind that thought, actually it would gain a bit of kind of thing if he retweets it he's got more followers than me therefore it's good for that i think that's the biggest issue at the moment you've got a very cluttered crowded marketplace of people who all want to do something there's websites with every single service available podcasts coming out of everybody's ears the only way to really talk about stuff 
in with confidence and with with kind of enthusiasm and with conviction is to have played them. So for if you if you want to be on that good list, you've got to say the right things. And I think it's it's almost created such a pressure for people to say, well, I need to toe the line just enough so that we don't get kicked off and blacklisted. Uh, that it actually then completely blows apart the whole concept of being a, a journalist or a critic in the first place. Because they should they should be making people's lives difficult. They should be saying that the next Call of Duty game isn't a 10 out of 10 game, it's just a 5 out of 10 game, because it doesn't really do anything new. An example that uh, you've just reminded me of a little bit there is when, when and I know people hate it, I've done it in a while, when I mention Final Fantasy, when a new one comes out, they always say, better than Final Fantasy VII, and then you play it and you think, God, that's worse than the last one. I didn't think it could get worse than the last one. And um, it's the go-to phrase that they all throw out. Better than seven, best since seven, way better than six, seven and eight put together. And you just think, you hear it and you think, well, that's obviously going to be crap. I mean, I heard that for 13 too. I thought, right, that's not going to be very good. And um, it's just one of those things where you don't want to hear it, do you? You don't want to hear them say, like you hear, oh, it's the first time they've ever given out a 100% score. And you think, well, I wonder how much they bloody paid for that because it's nowhere near as good as seven was or whatever. And yeah, you're right that they, they should be saying it's not as good as seven because of these 50 things that they've stopped doing since then that they should be doing and that they've skimped and cut corners on. Um, you, you know, your point's exactly spot on in more than just the black ops and everything like that. It is difficult. I mean, there's a new website launched today, actually. I don't know if any of you follow this, the Polygon website. That's Owned like by this, Bounty. That's what this <laughs> whole new feature was <laughs> This is Now, this is a new website that, that basically wanted to change the way games are written about on the internet. So the best magazines, really, for gaming are Edge and GamesTM, but mostly Edge. Because what it did is it said, well, let's stop just advertising games. And let's actually talk about the industry, talk about the development, talk about the teams, talk about how it affects us, et cetera, et cetera. And this website is made of people who've written for all of the big websites, all coming together and making one together. And they've actually said today that with their reviews, they give everything a review. They're 10, and they, they break it down. They say their score of 10 doesn't say it's a perfect game. It just says it's an exceptional example of how a game, because there isn't such a thing as a perfect game. So from then down, and then they say they've got a thing they've introduced called the bump. So say you're playing Crackdown, right? Crackdown was a great game. Then they added the Keys to the City DLC, where you could suddenly spawn a thousand explosive barrels, and you could really play the game how you wanted to play. It changed the game so much it almost broke it. They've now said they can actually change their review scores based on DLC that actually changes the game, which I think is a really important and valid thing to have to do. Because games aren't that when they come out, that's not it. It's not the only thing they do. With Burnout Paradise, they added movie cars and police chases and motorbikes and a whole new island. And the final game, although the first one was great, was a lot better. But reviews didn't take that into account. They talk about the DLC being released, but that was it. So I think that's they've kind of got that right in that they reserve the right to change their mind if something breaks the game or if something improves the game. But they do seem to be the exception to the rule. And Twitter is the worst place for that kind of, oh, you're community manager of Capcom and you're the community manager of Square Enix and we all meet every event. How are you doing? Oh, I've sent you an email. I've spent half an hour on the phone laughing to you. Automatically, you lose that kind of position of authority and position of questioning. You wouldn't see a Daily Mail journalist going around Katie Price's house and saying, are you okay? How are you doing? (laughs) 
Um, um, but on the other hand, though, baby bio. you say that, though, but um, it's, it is difficult looking at it from another point of view, where, for example, I've, that headset I got sent from Turtle Beach. It's just the one that you wear constantly now. Uh, and uh, the one He from, walks um, around the street. He's mm. wearing his suit, but he's got the headset on and, as well. And uh, the... Uh, End of Nations, which Beastie from the other podcast. You wear a lot of their t-shirts. Yeah, right. Both of them weren't things that I kind of. Beastie didn't say, "Oh, you know, plug this for us." But I played it, and I thought that's a good game. And it's really hard to say, "Oh, yeah, I like that," and talk about it without sounding a like you're kind of going, "Oh, I've been told to promote this because I haven't been." He's just said to me, "Do you want to play it? It's not out yet." I've gone, "Yeah, all right. I'll have a look at that." And you just you do feel a bit like you're you've been turned into someone's kind of tool to talk about it when you haven't you've just been they've just offered you, you i'd like I mean? to point out i got a code for that as well and quite openly called it bullshit well exactly this i mean i'm not saying that because i just felt really awkward then i was like i enjoyed it a lot but i thought well i can't heap praise on it and tell everyone about it every because it'll just look like i'm talking out of my ass whereas i genuinely enjoy, I thought, oh, it's a good game and yeah. if people like real time <laughs> strategy yeah kev thought it was ass so but that's the thing it's kind of i suppose that's what we everyone kind of needs they need someone who ain't going to like it and someone who is going to like the it because is you weren't reviewing it you were just giving yeah, your I suppose opinion I on it and how it. you found it kev was doing say he wasn't giving it a score out of 10 he wasn't saying no, oh, this exactly. is a great game um and i think that's the thing is that there is that kind of if you go back to the olden days of mean machines when jazz rigner would write about a game they'd be as they'd be as rude or as crude about a game they needed to be and you you generally got the feel that, that was a bad game this is a good game. And now that line's blurred <laughs> to the point where there's so much kind of stuff going around on Twitter that even a bad game could be hyped up to the eyeballs. I mean, like Forza Horizon is, is, a, is a great game. But there's so much going on on Twitter at the moment. They've got promotional tours and giveaways of this and giveaways of that. So all you see is a stream of retweets and hashtags and, and it's all the advertising all the time that kind of almost gets in the way of what the important message is. Is, is this game actually any good? Just because we're all talking about it, does just because there's a hundred thousand people retweeting a message on Twitter, how does that change what that game is? It doesn't need advertising because we know Forza Horizon is coming out. All they're gaining by it is kind of hijacking that Twitter feed and filling your head with a reminder that it's coming out. So it's everything's changed. The whole ballpark has changed, and I think probably games journalists need to stop thinking about well, am I reviewing and critiquing these objects? And instead, just talk about what you're interested in, talk about your passion, because the whole generation of journalists were the kids that grew up with 8-bit consoles. So, of course, they're passionate about it. That's why they went into that industry. But let that passion come out naturally instead of saying, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm supporting this because my friend does it, or I'm going to this event and have my photograph taken next to a giant bowl of Doritos. <laughs> so, you want to say something, Kev? No, I was, I was wrapping up the essay, so uh, you carry on. I was just going to say, with new stuff as well, I always feel like, I don't know, like I play something and if, if I say it's not very good, the amount of backlash I get from just random people who disagree, which if I say something old is, isn't very good, people are like, yeah, good on him or whatever. But um, I, I like Dishonored now, having played it a bit, but when I first played it, I thought it was arse. And I was just like, I've been playing this for an hour and a half and it's doing my head in. And I said it and people out, were outraged. And I just kind of thought... Bloody hell, it would have been easier just to lie and say, oh, it's, it's fun, I'm enjoying it, I'm part of the the crowd of people that love it. But then, to be fair, after a while it got better, and it, once you get the moves and everything, it is better. But it just felt really awkward, and it? it's like maybe as a fan base, as a, as a general group, 
a, a big all gamers not not all gamers not all gamers sorry a lot of gamers a big amount of gamers are very critical if you go on a website and say this new game that's triple a and everyone's been waiting for is shite you suddenly get a wave of people calling you a dickhead and ah, that's because most gamers are pricks but it's just it, it, it's grief because if they're the people that are on your site giving you like revenue or going on your forum or following you or meeting up with you for, for a pint and things like that. Or just ge- generally, if you've got a community of people and then you're going, well, I didn't think that was very good and it pisses them off, then they're not going to end up. And I know to be fair, I suppose the people have got to be thick skinned enough to not care and just let the, let the community shed its skin and bring new people in that agree, I suppose. But it's just, it is an awkward thing that people probably are wary of being negative all the time because people will just think I'm not going to bother following you. They'll just think you're a negative arsehole who doesn't know what he's on. I doesn't know what he likes. Sort of Shit, thing. they still follow me anyway. <laughs> I wasn't talking to you specifically then. Um, but no, you, you get what I mean. It is the backlash. I mean, I, I've not got a problem with saying stuff. It's not made me sort of change the way I'm going to review games. But I can imagine there are people who have changed the way they review games because they got such backlash for disagreeing with the common opinion. Indeed. Yeah. I enjoyed Bouncy's essay question. We're going we're gonna to cut it there because... We're running way over our time already, and we've still got more to do. Um, we are that section's going to stick around for a few weeks. I quite enjoyed that. Assuming yeah, but, people like it. Well, Shadow Lion said it's all right, so oh, he's my yeah. he's my barometer of success when it comes to new features, and he says it's all right. So we'll we'll keep it around for a little while. If you've got any suggestions for topics we can talk about, get them in. Um, it, it will go on a month's hiatus for December because um, we are going to be having the return of polls. You know how much we all like a poll. AD's finally going to let us do a new one. As of the 29th of November, which is, what, four shows away, we're going to be taking suggestions and nominations for the best game of 2012. Um, the Fred for nominations for that will be opening on the forum in a couple of weeks. Get all your suggestions in. The plan is, throughout December, we'll whittle it down, knockout tournament again, and on our 27th of December, last show of the year, review of 2012 show, we will announce what the best game of 2012 was, according to all our weirdo listeners. You're walking dead. Well, someone said in the someone said in the chat earlier, Kev, Kev, best game of the year, Borderlands Two or Walking Dead? Um, yeah, that is the correct answer. <laughs> yeah. um, I've not decided which it won't one be yet. Borderlands Two, it'll be Walking Dead. I will. Um, I'll have to wait. I mean, I'd lo- I've loved them both. Walking Dead is the one I'm most excited about every time a new episode comes out. But that could just be because they're dripping it to me two or three hours at a time. They always leave me desperate for more. Whereas Borderlands just gave me two hundred pounds worth of junk in a big cardboard box. <laughs> Said sort yourself out, you <laughs> yeah, know. Exactly. Exactly. Laughed all the way to the bank. Um, so that's about it for this week. We were going to give away a sack of crap. Um, I can see it sat there on the floor, but I can't remember what's in it, and I don't think we've agreed how we're going to do it. So we'll perhaps do that next week. Yeah, we'll just you'll figure something out. I might just take it down the market on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, we've got t-shirts and all sorts in there. We've got stuff in there that's going to be out of date by the time we give it away. I want that Assassin's Creed picture that's in there because it's nice. Should we just keep it all for ourselves? Yeah. Well, there's a couple in there, so I'll have one of them. Should we just give away the? I mean, there's a giant game carrier bag that we can give away to someone. A couple of wrestling t-shirts. Which be oh nice. yeah, we'll get rid of the wrestling t-shirts. I'm pro Evo t-shirts. I'll have a Dishonored t-shirt even though I've not played it yet. Yeah, let's just get corrupt. Um, <laughs> why not? On the basis of what we've just been talking about, I'm going to start wearing a Dishonored t-shirt and telling everyone how great this game I've not played is. <laughs> I am selling out. 9.9 um, 9 out of 10 I hear you gave it. I gave it 11 out of 10 because I gave <laughs> me a t-shirt. Um, 
Thank you very much to everybody who's been using our affiliate links over the last few weeks. Um, it is starting to make a little bit of a difference, and it is super. We need it because, obviously, of all the crap that's come on with the website and all the extra stuff we've had to do at the moment, it is nice to see that hopefully we're not going to be left out of pocket by it all. Both our mic stands have now got uh, tape attached to them because Kev was setting up earlier and just snapped his clean in half. So. Yeah, we are going to need new mics. We need a mic for Anna as well because she's just sat in the corner leaning in occasionally every time she wants to and talk. we're so. falling through the floor of his kitchen. That's caving in. Well, at least you're in the kitchen. I'm sat in the fucking garden. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> someone buy him a recording studio. Yeah, Someone buy me a conservatory. That'd yeah. do nicely. Um, but yeah, thanks to everyone who's doing that. Please keep that coming. There's obviously lots of big games coming out over the next few weeks still. So make sure you use our affiliate links. You can just you can find them by going maturegamerpodcast.com slash Amazon, I think it is, or slash shop. One of them. Try them both. Try your luck. Who knows? Um, keep your iTunes reviews coming in, unless you're a gormless moron, in which case keep your stupid-ass opinions to yourself. <laughs> Lovely. Um, Oh, I've written down listen to, subscribe, and follow bits and PCs. That must yeah, be a do typo. What I meant was really don't. Good. I they're missed really out good. the don't at the start of that. Heap don't praise on to them. them. Be nice to them. They're a good podcast and they try really hard and they do really well. And... That's the, uh, yeah, I'll, <clears> I'll let them have that. They try hard. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't mean it to sound as patronizing as it did. But, um... They're enthusiastic, enthusiastic <laughs> amateurs. <laughs> no, they are they? good and um, they're funny and they're getting more praise than and we are. Let's face it, we stole a feature from them because we've just nicked their masturbate that they do every Yeah, we've given it a less immature name. Yeah. <laughs> That's my only criticism that they call it a masturbate, and I just think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can follow us on Twitter at MGUK Podcast, or you can follow me at Lelujo. I'm at RB6K. Follow me. <laughs> I'm at Mercy Forward <laughs> H after second B. <laughs> What's wrong with you, Shuba? I like interrupting Bouncy. I do it on purpose. <laughs> Miss <laughs> or you can find us on Facebook by searching for the Mature Gamer Podcast. Or... Which hasn't gone up in a while. The amount of people listening has gone up dramatically. Oh, I've Facebook. been deleting anyone who I didn't like the look of them. <laughs> well, more people join that. I think Anna was going to do a dance or something if we got to 300 followers. Excuse me. I haven't told her that yet. <laughs> right. Or bought the outfit. Yeah, well, she could on do you. it in my Batman onesie, which I can't believe <laughs> on, we've I gone guess. through and out two hours and fifteen minutes of this show, and you've not mentioned the fact that I'm sat here wearing a Batman onesie. <laughs> I took a, a fleece of it and put Batman it on costume. On it is made of fleece, ladies and gentlemen. The picture is on Twitter. I look outstanding in it as well. Looks like a weird Hobbit. Um, make sure you come back next week, Ooh. nine o'clock. Speak. Um, no, whatever you've got no, to say. I'm the not email, to say don't, it. don't email show at maturegamerpodcast.com. That's why e- I didn't say email it. Email Steve at maturegamerpodcast.com because that works. I got that fixed. That's why I didn't mention um, email yeah, at all. I'm, I'm just saying it quickly because you wrote it on there and left it out. But it's Steve at maturegamerpodcast works. So if you need to email the show, email that one because um, they could only fix like two. So I thought my one and the mature. Game of bits and PCs. And um, also, those of you listening live, just tweet at Steve all day tomorrow while he's at work. Just fill his phone up so he starts ignoring notifications because that'll make me happy. Because um, then when he gets the call, he <laughs> won't respond to it. My wife just locked the door and texted me going, Have you found your keys? I hope I have. <laughs> See you next week, boys and girls. Bye, everyone. Have a good week. Bye. Bye.